0: Across the UK, online and on DAB. The wild man of late-night radio, Ian Lee.
1: Differently interesting nocturnal emissions from a legend of late-night radio. On
0: air and
2: off the leash. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Here's the thing about Kanye West, he's a dick. And finally, I'm, I'm coming out, I've been erring, I've been umming, I've been ahring, I've been sitting on the fence, I'm coming out and saying it, Kanye West is an absolute bell cheese. And and today, um, it was revealed that just before his death, shortly before his death, uh, Leonard Cohen, one of the greatest users of the English language there has ever been, even if you don't like the singing, even if you don't like the music, um, his use of words is, uh, they're going to be studying his words 100 years hence. Like those of Siegfried Sassoon, the hair poet. Uh, and just before he died, he wrote a poem about Kanye West. A poetry on the radio I don't normally dig, but this time, we'll go with it. Um, this is called Kanye West is Not Picasso by Lena Cohen. Kanye West is not Picasso. I am Picasso. Kanye West is not Edison. I am Edison. I am Tesla. Jay Z is not the Dylan of anything. I am the Dylan of anything. I am the Kanye West of Kanye West. The Kanye West of the great bogus shift of bullshit culture from one boutique to another. I am Tesla. I am his coil. The coil that made electricity soft as a bed. I am the Kanye West Kanye West thinks he is when he shoves your ass off the stage. I am the real Kanye West. I don't get around much anymore. I never have. I only come alive after a war, and we've not had it yet. Come on! Kanye West is a jerk, right? And here's why. Here's why. What he, was it Taylor Swift he pushed off the stage? Because his? Who is he married to?
3: Kanye West, Kim Kardashian.
2: OK, so was he upset... Who was he upset that Beyonce didn't get?
3: Oh, I can't even remember. You remember yeah,
2: that? So. About, about three, four years ago... So Taylor Swift wins, I don't know, best album at some bullshine music awards. And Kanye West is so annoyed, he gets up on stage, pushes her to one side and says, no, 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 Beyonce or some one of his his chums should have won the award, right? And from that moment on, Kanye, has he ever apologised for that? I don't think he's apologised for that. Can we find... This is tonight's show, is we're going to hunt Kanye West down and we are going to find him. We're not going to kill him. We're not going to kill him. We're not going to kill him. We're going to maim him. No, we're not. We're going to tell him he's been a very naughty boy.
3: 2009, he bravely confronted the 19-year-old Taylor Swift. Was that nine years ago? mm mm-hmm. She defeated Beyoncé to win Best Female Video for her country pop teen anthem, You Belong With Me. Okay, Uh, West jumped on stage and interrupted her mid-speech. Bravely, bravely. Big,
2: I mean, what he must have been like 30 then. So a big, he's a big lad. I imagine, he's got broad shoulders. He might be five foot two for all we know. So a big lad with 10 years on a young woman jumps up on stage, the tough guy, and pushes her out of the way and says, (laughs) no, 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 you've given this to the wrong person.
3: Yeah, it should be Beyonce's. Meanwhile, Beyonce in the audience is seen looking absolutely flabbergasted. As she would,
2: because she's a good Christian woman.
3: The crowd booed, and later on in the ceremony, Beyonce stopped everything and got Swift back on stage to another her moment.
2: Good for. So here's the thing. So, Kanye West, when you finished. He, so he went to see Donald Trump, right? This is. Okay, so that's weird. But it's not that weird. It's like the Gallagher's, Noel Gallagher going and giving Tony Blair a rim, it, which I believe happened in the late 90s. It's the same thing, right? But the th- so 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 Kanye West went to Donald Trump's house today. But here's the weird thing: he took Kid Rock
3: with him. What? I no- I didn't know that.
2: He t- did he take? I think. Have I got this right? Or or as as kind of the the LSD I took in 1996 is that suddenly kicking in? Have I got this right? That Kanye West took Kid Rock with him to see Donald Trump? What the hell is going on? So here's the thing about the the, the it's ob- true. he did he what? took kid, kid rock and do you remember? Here's the thing: kid rock used to be like a rapper, didn't he? And now he's now he's country rock. What is going on? Kid rock he took kid kid rock he made a porno with Pamela Anderson. Do you remember that? Was that him? That was Kid Rock, yeah. Was it? Yeah, that was. I'm, sh- I'm no, Pam sure Pamela
3: Anderson was with Tommy Lee.
2: Oh, maybe that was with Tommy Lee then. Yeah. But he's, he went out with Pamela Harris and he they did. probably made a porno together. Kid Rock used to be a rapper. Now he's a country rock star and he's hanging out with Kanye West and the president of United...
3: Kid, Kid Rock! I actually don't think Kanye's very well, though, because didn't he have a breakdown a couple of years back? Oh, okay. last year.
2: Okay. Yeah, <laughs>
3: seem <laughs> to remember. And, and Kim was, you know, terribly worried about him and blah, blah, blah.
2: Okay, well, well, well then he needs... He, his
3: behaviour is erratic.
2: Then he needs to be sectioned and executed. Well. No, in that case, then don't then, then, then someone needs to say someone needs to take him aside. I
3: think the problem with Kanye is that no one tells Kanye anything.
2: I'll tell him. Get me Kanye's phone number, Sam. Your job tonight is to get me Kanye West's phone number. Kanye, if you are listening, I will tell you the truth. So no one tells
3: Kanye anything, and he's getting together with another king of no one can tell me anything, Donald Trump.
2: And um, the referee in that situation, it's Kid, Kid Rock. Rock. Kid. Rock.
3: I don't think that's even his real name.
2: <laughs> Tough guy gets up on stage and not only humiliates a nineteen-year-old young woman um, and ruins her moment, also humiliates Beyoncé, who would have been—I don't know how old she would have been—twenty-five, maybe. Then I don't, know. probably a bit older actually. She's a bit older than she.
3: But also, it was the VMAs. What does Beyoncé care?
2: It, but he humiliates both of them. So no, Kanye, um, and also. <sighs> <sighs> am going to say something that am I going to say something that's going to get me in trouble i mean and I mean me personally in terms of what some people think I stand for we can have the conversation because i don 't quite know what my thoughts are right the whole as you know i 'm very up for talking about mental health. some people think I talk about it too much and that 's fine right I talk about it as much as I want to. And, I'm, and I will talk about my meds today because my head is feeling hot, 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 but not in the good sense, in the bubbly sense. I've got lots of bubbles behind my eyes. Some of you will get that. Um, but is there a danger? Is there a danger? I'm asking this as a question. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Is there a danger that we allow people to fall on? the defence of mental health issues after or during the time that they're doing something that is actually rude and controversial. Do you know what I mean? That someone does something rude and controversial and and goes, I've got mental health issues, and and, and a lot of people go, OK, fine, well, we'll let that one pass. I, and I don't know the answer. i tell you why. Someone had a pop at me today, and, and I'm not going to go into the specifics, so I don't want to embarrass the person, but some of you will have seen it on Twitter. Someone had a pop at me claiming that my talk about the medication I'm on um, was irresponsible because I'm not a doctor and that someone he knew was taking the same medication that I was on because of me. Well, first of all, I don't believe that, because you can't go to a doctor and go, hey, you know that bloke who stole strawberries on I'm a Celebrity? He takes mitazabine. Can I get some as well? It sounds great. It doesn't work like that. So I don't believe that story at all. Um, but what was used, and I'm, I'm not going to identify the person, because it's not about the person. It's not about the person. It's not a personal attack. But what was used a couple of times in the comments were... The fact that this person who was was making very untrue comments about me, borderline libelous, actually, cited that they had two mental health issues, and so therefore, any comeback from me or from the people following me should bear that in mind. In fact, there shouldn't be a comeback. Now, the two—I don't know if one would class as mental health issues—but one of them was ADHD, and one of them was anxiety. Bear in mind, it was hard for me to post this because I have ADHD and anxiety. Okay, my... I was with you when I saw it. My kind of response would be, well, if you suffer from anxiety, if one suffers from anxiety, and I do this, but if one suffers from anxiety, then one should perhaps try and avoid unnecessary confrontational situations that may potentially cause or exacerbate anxiety. I'm really choosing my words really carefully, okay? because I'm not telling people what to do. I'm just... If you know you suffer from anxiety and you make a negative statement about someone in a public forum, you need to know that there will be replies from either that person or people who like that person. And is that going to cause you more anxiety? Is the point you're making... I'm doing a flow chart with my hands. Is that going to cause you more anxiety? If, if the answer is no, then continue. If the answer is yes, it then goes, well, is the anxiety that's potentially going to be caused worth, is the point you're, you want to make worth the anxiety that you might get? If no, don't make point. If yes, make point. Does, does that make sense?
3: Yeah, I, I know what you mean.
2: I'm explaining I mean, it really badly. I do that e-
3: flowchart, and I don't have yeah. anxiety, right? Yeah. If I'm going to wade into something on Twitter, I do work out whether there's any point to it yeah. and whether I can handle the worst-case scenario, which is a pile-on.
2: And I've done it. I've, I've, I've gone in and not not fast-forwarded the tape, as we say, and been up-burnt by the reaction, and that's something I'm learning to try and do. I'm having a great time arguing with... Not arguing. I'm having a great time just flicking the ears of some Monkeys fans on a Facebook page because I, I, I kind of hinted that I didn't like the new Monkeys album and people are furious at it. Furious! Um, and they're telling me what I should have said and how I should have... Fra- it's great. I'm just flicking their ears. That I can handle. But I have in the past waded into people like... Um, uh, uh, who's that racist? Paul Joseph Watson and people like that. And then the backlash has been so huge and so personal that actually it's got oh, flipping it. I, I did not enjoy that for a second. Um, and I wonder, and we can have this conversation the day after World Mental Health Day, I wonder if sometimes we use the excuse of, well... That's, they had a breakdown a year ago. I'm not saying that's what you were doing. No, no, no. But uh, they had a breakdown. They suffer from but depression. I do think
3: his behaviour is very okay. erratic. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Uh, but but to, to him to one side. Do we sometimes, you know, uh, but, but people come out and do outrageous things and then we go, well, yeah, but they're suffering from mental health. Here's the thing. Uh, uh, the only c- c- comparison I can think of. 0344, by the way. We've got some fun stuff as well. I want the best. Um, album opening tracks of all time. I think you'd be hard-pushed to beat Barbara O'Reilly from the uh, album Who's Next by The Who. I think you'd be hard-pushed to to beat that. The only thing equivalent I can think of is... um, Oh, and Cunny are coming on tonight. Sounds like a a, a Korean um, boy band. They're not. Uh,
4: Yet. yet.
2: Um, The only comparison I can think of, and we mentioned this the other day... Here we go. We mentioned this the other day is... um, and Let's talk about me specifically. When I was taking vast amounts of drugs and drinking a bit, but it was mainly taking drugs, I did some horrendous things to people. I never, I never sexually assaulted. I wasn't one of those people, but I was very, very mean. It was never uh, very, rarely physical, very mean, manipulative, um, uh, 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 lying. Basically, and I did, I did some cold things to people who were very close to me. Now, I did those cold, cruel things. Because of my disease of addiction. Okay? So, my disease of addiction caused me to do those cold, cruel things, right? But when I got better, I had to accept responsibility for those cold, cruel things I did as a result of my disease. I had to accept responsibility and do my very best to make amends to those people, whether that meant apologising directly. And in, in NA, you go, you make indirect or direct amends. Direct amends is I go up to you and I say, look, uh, I, I behaved really badly when we were going out with each other, and I'm really sorry. And this is why I did it, um, but I feel ashamed. And if, if there's anything I could, and then the person who you're apologising to can either go, um, as a lot of people have with me, hey, I really appreciate the apology. It's cool, don't worry about it. Or they can, um, they can, they can hold their hand up and say, I don't, I don't accept your apology. I think you're a shit. Or they can not even meet you.
3: Am I right in thinking as well that? Um if you making amends or attempting to make amends would cause further yeah. harm, you don't
2: do it. Do it. Is it yeah, you make... You make in, do, I can't remember, step nine, isn't it? It's direct or indirect amends to those people we harmed, except where to do so would cause more damage to them or ourselves. Right. So you've got to weigh all that up. And an indirect amend would be... Um... Um... An indirect amend would be, supposing I stole £100 off you, I'd kind of just PayPal you £100, or I'd give £100 to charity, or, you know, supposing I stole a load of clothes or something, I'd I'd go and donate the same amount of money to a charity that gave clothes to people. You know, that kind of vibe, right? Um, so, so I I did horrendous things when I was on drugs as a result of my disease, but when I got better, I had to go back and accept that that I had done those things and I had to make amends and take responsibility. And I wonder if maybe that that, that with the mental health thing, that some quarters, not all of them, are too easy to write off people, uh, write off people's inappropriate Mm behaviour... Because oh, well, they had a
3: breakdown. Yeah, uh, listen. I think if I'm someone listening. if someone is still ill, yeah, then that's what that's one thing. Mm. If someone is has the wherewithal to say this behaviour is because of this, yeah, and then step back from it and go, so there you go, yeah, that's not good enough.
2: No, and also if I was an if I was a druggie now, and I was treating you badly. Even though you would have the knowledge to know that it was my disease, you would still be well within your rights to not want to talk to me, to complain about me, to get me fired. You would still be within your rights to protect yourself in any way, whichever way it was, however much understanding you had of the disease. And it would be
3: healthy for me to do that. And in the long term, it might be more healthy for you to know that there was a boundary there.
2: we get really heavy at the start of the show? Let's get a bit heavier, then we'll get a bit lighter. I think Ken's called in to tell us about his favourite opening track of an album. Good evening, Ken. Good evening, there, Ian and uh, Kathy. It's, it's good to talk to you. Okay, are you going? Are you going? Are we going to have a conversation, or are you just going to call me the Antichrist? No, I'm not going to call you the
1: Antichrist in the least. No, 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 no. I'm going. I want to talk about a serious situation which you brought up here. This is very important.
2: Okay, here and we go.
1: Nation today, the depression and. Uh, Mental problems are, have certainly seemed to arise yes. all over the nation, Ian. Yes, and but if you're going to say serious. that's because
2: if you're going to say that's because we turned our back on Jesus, I'd suggest you put the phone down now, Ken, because that's rubbish.
1: No, I'm not going to say that. I'm going to say this: the answer to your problems lies in a person, the Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks
2: very much for your call, Ken. What a load <laughs> of what a load of dangerous, self-serving arrogant nonsense. Hey, listen, if Jesus works for you to solve your problem... And I know people that have got clean from booze and drugs through Jesus. If that works for you, man, fantastic. If Jesus helps pull you out of your depression... I've not got a problem with that. It probably it will work for some people. But to say that people are mentally ill because of the, 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 G, they don't love Jesus, Ken, is, is dangerous. It's um, What about what about Christians that are, that are alcoholics and drug addicts? What about Christians that are struggling with mental health issues? Where does that put them? That makes them think, well, hang on. If, I've, if I'm depressed and I'm a Christian and I love Jesus, I can't be a good enough Christian. I must be doing this wrong. So, Ken, no, sorry, mate, that's poisonous, that's dangerous. And when there are brothers and sisters of mine around the world Killing themselves because of these diseases we're talking about, then I'm afraid I can't let you come in uh, uh, and do a shit on the table and then walk off. So thanks, but no thanks. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio, the late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. I do not think you will find. By the way, this is how the show works. Okay, is we flip and flop. There are clunky gear changes. We go from the heavy to the light like that and we'll be doing that probably more so the next few shows than usual because I'm coming off my meds and I'm wired i'm going to go and i'm going to go and french kiss sam in a minute that's oh, how wired i am what has sam done to don't run, don't run boy oh, as long as he consents i would not want to he doesn't I would...
3: consent i think we can
2: sam do you consent He's oh, yeah, consenting, he consent. but of course, when I say I'm going to French kiss the young lad that works here, first of all, he's um, he's well over age, and secondly, it's consensual. Okay, just I want you to make sure that we all know that. But so it's day two of cutting down the Venla There's no second L from 150 milligrams to 75 milligrams, and uh, I have got the sweats. My eyes are pricking. There's bubbles behind my eyes. My stomach feels a little bit nauseous. Today I was sat on the sofa for an hour watching A Place in the Sun and um, four in a bed and just crying because... Well, not crying, but tears were forming, thinking life is just pointless. And then I went man it's gas chemicals Just how get...
3: can you think that watching plays in the sun and four in the bed most of all i tell you why four in the best bed show i I'll, I'll
2: tell you why four in the bed because it it wasn't a run of five oh. it was it was one episode so i would have oh, to that wait is until hard. tomorrow to oh, man, no. so that was that is unfair um so uh, and i feel nauseous i have got a bit of a headache i've had a couple of nurofen to try and lift that got the sweats on as you yeah, can, can see. see um but i'm all... I'm, um, here's the thing, I I, I mentioned this, and I'm I'm, I'm losing my, I'm rambling a bit, because I'm losing my uh, train of thought, or more than losing my train of thought, and it just happened then, is that I'm, I'm, I'm seeing, you know, I'll be on a sentence... And instead of seeing the end of a sentence or instead of that sentence splitting into two and suddenly in the middle of a sentence, I'll see like 50 different ends to that, 50 different directions I can go in at the same time. So that's what's happening. I'm aware I'm speaking very, very fast. So I'm going to try. I've got a little bit of the grinding of the the back of the gums, like the old, like the 90s back teeth. So it's going to be a little bit rocky road up, rocky road for a few days. Um, And then we'll see. We'll just see what happens. Uh, like I, I always say, um, don't just stop taking your meds. Always do it with the suggestion of your doctor uh, or the, the supervision of your doctor. That's how I'm doing it. He has suggested I make the bold leap from 150 to 75 milligrams. Try that for a month. If it's not too rocky, rocky at the end of a month, we're coming off them completely. And um, who knows? I might be able to ejaculate Sam, I might be able to. Here's my worry, right? Here's my worry, okay? Because one of the things I can't do on these pills is come, baby, come, baby, baby, come, come. Right? Can't do it very well. Sometimes I can, but it's just a lot of work, and you get bored. You like, get <laughs> bored. You get bored. But my worry is um, that when I come off these pills, that that still won't be fixed, and that's possible, or that that I won't be able to get it up, or that there'll be some other kind of sexual misfunction going on. But, you know, this is life.
3: Well, and that anxiety won't be helping matters. No,
2: not at all. Um, And you won't be getting this on the Tom Snorbrick show. You won't be hearing about Tom Snorbrick ejaculating on LBC. Okay. So this is unique. Oh, three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Well, basically, what I am saying is, guys, I need you to call in for tonight and tomorrow, and probably Monday and Tuesday next week to give the show a little bit of focus to steer the show a little bit, because otherwise, it's going to be the the, the even more random ramblings of a man um, in mental turmoil.
3: And what am I? Chop liver?
2: Um, yes, slimy and red. I don't know what that means. Let's get Alistair involved in the conversation. Good evening, Alistair. Oh, Ian. You name me a better opening track than Barbara O'Reilly from Who's Next? You name me one. I bet you can't.
5: Shine on you, crazy diamond.
2: Terrible. Pink Floyd, one of the worst bands of all time. Slow. How can anyone make music so slow when they were on so many drugs?
5: Well, I'll have to disagree. Well, but, uh, well, I'll, I'll can I just talk about the vaccine briefly?
2: Yeah, go on, quickly. Or slowly, I don't I, care.
5: I tried to um, come off the vaccine. Yes. Um, and to be honest, I didn't manage it, so I went back on it. But the worst um, side effect I got was that, I don't know if you've had it yet, but that feeling of as if you're almost likely to have a fit...
2: I've not had um, a potential fitting. I'm getting electric shocks behind my brain, and yeah, I'm getting traces when I turn my head quickly, like when I used to take acid. And I can see the lights.
5: Yeah, that's what I mean. That sort of mm-hmm. electro sort of feeling. It's like your brain's been left behind your head.
2: Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, that's a good way to think. You turn your you turn your head, and it takes half a second for your brain to catch up. That's it.
5: But um, I wish you well, anyway. I hope it works for you.
2: Well, we'll see see what happens. I I appreciate that, Alistair. Thank you very much indeed. We're we're doing it because the time feels right. Got a nice house. Divorce is almost done. Should be done by Christmas. What a Christmas present, man. What a Christmas present. Um, I got another letter saying that the decree Nysi has gone through. It went through last week, this week, last week and uh and I never know i don 't recognize those i 've had a few divorce letters and you you, you get them, oh I've got a got a letter what oh Jesus and I just sit there and um each time it, it just hit you were on the The video phoned to me once when I opened one, and I went, oh, God, I've just got this. Um, Enough hard work getting divorced. It's horrendous. I've been speaking to Andy Partridge about it from XTC. Bizarrely, you know, one of my favourite songwriters has been giving me marital or or divorce-at-all advice. And he said to me ages ago, when it looked like it was going to happen, he said, uh, because he'd been through a divorce, he he said, "Um, it is like you, uh, at uh, at the start, it is like you're at the deep end of a swimming pool pool full of sh1t and you are covered and you can't see anything but sh1t and it's horrible and it's and you walk you're walking towards the shallow end but it just takes so long and you can't breathe and you're smothered in sh1t and you just think i'm never going to get out of this but slowly 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 your head starts to come out of the shit your your neck comes out your butt and and, and after a while you will find yourself climbing out of the shallow end and going and having a shower and then you can get on with your life again and he said that will and he told me this like two years ago i remember thinking well, i don't know but i spoke to him uh, a couple of days ago and he he said how's how's the divorce going i said well do you know what i'm i'm i can see the sh- I'm i'm in the shallow end and i'm a few steps away from pulling myself out of this pool of sh1t and then i'm going for a shower and i can i can see the end inside and um there's a lot of sadness around it. Everyone talks about, oh, such and such got divorced, and Katie Price got divorced, and such and such mum and dad oh, got and divorced. Oh, it was
3: too easy to get divorced. No, it's these not. Days. It's
2: really difficult. You've got to lie. You've got to lie. If you, just, if you just don't want to be married to the person you're with, you can't say, oh, I don't want to be married to that person. We don't want to be married. It didn't work. You've got to, it's either cruel treatment or it's infidelity. And I think we. thought we've...
3: it was unreasonable. Isn't it unreasonable behaviour
2: unreasonable behaviour is cruel treatment. Oh, Sorry, yeah, is it? it's that is that so unreasonable behaviour is like um, is like not talking or not sharing your money or it's, it's, that's the vague one, right? But you've got to put that down. You can't go. Ah, it didn't work. It didn't work out. So- one of you has to be named. As the bad person. So
3: even though you might be trying to do it amicably without throwing any blame around, you yeah. both kind of agree that it's sad but it just doesn't work yeah, anymore, yeah. one of you's got to take it yeah. one a- you and the other to. one's got to let the other I think
2: Here's it. the thing. I think they should make divorce easier. This whole thing about it being easy, it's not. It's really, really not. It takes ages and ages, I mean, months and months and months. It's expensive if you're doing it through a solicitor. Even if, as, as we have, you've agreed everything... You know, you you can kind of do it on your own. But if we've agreed it and we still... i am still put another bill for 600 quid. It seems a lot easier in America
3: because obviously I listened to Keith and the girl and, and Keith and his wife split up and within about six weeks they were divorced.
6: Yeah. Yep. I don't
3: know whether that's just because he dealt with a lot... The thing is, they say everything as it happens on that show, so I don't think he was keeping a lot of, sort of stuff secret. I think he started saying uh, it as soon as it was happening. It seemed to happen a lot faster for him.
2: It takes ages, and I, and we kind of held back a little bit and didn't maybe... But It, it takes about sort of three to six months, partly because there's such a backlog, so it's got to go through the courts. We should be done by, by I think, probably the week before Christmas, which is nuts. Um... And I, I'm in a much better place than I was six months ago in that I've got this nice house and I'm not living in a bedsit, which was horrendous. And you can see the children I can at your see place. The, the kids can come over and stay with me now because I wouldn't let them see that flat. I want to, it wasn't a flat, it was a room. I don't want them seeing me living in a room. So they've been over three times. They're coming over next, not this weekend, next weekend. Um, I might be bringing them into the studio next Friday. So everybody, best behaviour, please. It will get very farty in here. I was um, going to
3: say, they should be on the best behaviour, okay. surely.
2: Um, uh, but it's um, so, uh, who, so
3: you've, you've missed another thing that you've started doing recently um,
2: cooking. Cooking, I've been mean, cooking.
3: Ian Lee made my tea tonight. Yeah, I made some chilli, made some chilli, some hot chilli. And what did you do because you were feeling fancy?
2: I put some dark chocolate in it. Yeah, that's right. I'm cooking, man. I'm cooking. I'll cook you some. I'll cook you a little something next next week. Sam, I'm going to cook a little something. Me and I'll include you in that. All right, you're in. Um. And um, so, so divorce should be easier. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. By the way, because I can, ju- I'm just, I, it's, I've just looked at the clock. I have no idea what we've spoken about for the last thirty-one minutes. It's going to be one of them shows. So I think divorce should be easier because it, it it drags on and it's it's expensive. Um, and it's horrendous. But it's the emotional thing, you know. This letter came yesterday or today. Saying the decree, the decree nice-eyes thing, and, and and now, so what I think what happened I don't really understand it. I'm I am paying as little attention to what my solicitor tells me as I possibly can, and and still know what I have to do because I I just don't want to know the mechanics of it. And I and I just tell my solicitor tells me stuff. She goes, "Do you understand?" And I say, "Do you know what?" I don't really, but I'm really happy with what you're doing. I'm happy with the arrangement that me and my wife have got. So just tell me where I've got to sign and let's get through to the end. I don't want to know the ins and outs of how it works and the petitioning and all of that stuff. So I think we got the decree NISO, nice which is like kind of the halfway point, and that means we now send to the court the financial agreement we've come up with. It's like dissolving a business. I, I'll pay you this and you give me that. It's, uh, you know, But we got there, and that's cool, and that was done quite amicably, and I want to provide for my kids and make sure that my ex-wife is... You know, I don't want anyone turfed out, I want the kids looked after, I want her to be comfortable... So then that gets sent off and the court looks at it and goes, yeah, that looks about right. And then then, then you're divorced. But getting this letter saying you've got your decree and I say, and there were some documents in there to read to help you understand what's going on, I didn't want to read those. Uh, It's just sad. It's sad. It's that thing I've mentioned before, it's the F word, of just feeling like a failure. You know, because when I married my wife... Um, I and I'm talking about it, a bit too much, maybe. But when I married her, we were in love, you know, and this was, this was, this was going to be forever. This was going to be forever, you know. And I was determined that it was going to be, and it didn't work for a number of reasons. A lot of it my fault, but it didn't work. And so I feel like a failure, and uh, you can't help... It's like when you split up with anyone. I don't know if you've ever had this, Catherine, when you split up with a boyfriend. And you spend quite a bit of time mooning... And thinking about what it was like when you got together and when it was good and when it was exciting and when it was thrilling and when you couldn 't wait to and I feel sad that that time is of you know that's that's that 's a decade ago, and that time disappeared a long time ago, of
3: course you do. you're grieving
2: yeah that's it that's what it is yeah but that's what it is
3: like i mean I can only talk about breakups that i've had um and I was very upset, that, but the the big one, you know, my first proper boyfriend, we went out for five and a half years and, no. it, and it didn't, it, it kind of petered out and everything. But I was very upset, Is that actually. a clue to his
2: name, Peter Out?
3: No. It, 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 I was really upset, I didn't show him that. Um, but then, after a while, you start to be able to think about things without bursting into tears. And no. then you start to be able to mention them in conversation without... Like, hating them or, you know, it kind of, it, it gets easier, doesn't it, with time? Yeah. Or do you just get used to it like you do with other grief?
2: Maybe. I feel guilty that I'm now living somewhere nice. I mean, they're in a great house, right? But I feel guilty that I'm living somewhere nice and I will, you know, wipe in the kitchen down today and I just felt really guilty that I've got a, n- a nice kitchen and that... My wife's never going to see it. She's not going to want to come round, you know. And the boys—you don't know
3: that at this point.
2: Okay, well, maybe. But the boys are saying, and I, I just—I just feel guilty. I feel guilty for all the mistakes that I made, all of the things that I could have changed or done differently, or you know.
3: But that gets you nowhere. Yeah. What you do now is go right. How do I make sure that doesn't happen again? And how do no. I make it not worth it? That's not the right thing to say. But how do I make sure that I'm a better person for it?
6: Mm.
2: Oh, th- no, we've got no phone calls. I guess we get... This is heavy, man. This is the grown-up show. This is the uh, late-night alternative grown-up show. I'm Ian Lee. That's Catherine Boyle. If you want to give us a call, 0344 499 This is Talk Radio. The late-night alternative with Ian Lee.
0: Unfiltered night talk with the original king of unconventional conversation on Talk Radio.
2: We have ways of making you talk. Oh, 0344... Four. Four nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. The best album opening track, please. You cannot beat Barbara O'Reilly by The Who on Who's Next. Hey, and next week, this is brilliant, man. I love this job. We've got some really cool things coming up, right? Next week, I think, is it next Thursday? Yes. Um, Catherine and I are going to the South Bank Centre, just down the road from here from, for part of Lon- the London... Literary Festival. Can you Google it and see who's doing the Q&A? Because it should be me, obviously. (laughs) But we're going for the London Literary Festival. Um, We're going to go and watch Roger Daltrey in conversation. Roger Daltrey. It's Mike Reed. Shut up. It's not Mike Reed. Oh, God. So, um, you know, tell us uh, about the Calypso song your grandfather sang in 1862. I hear you played (laughs) tennis. doesn't say. Oh, man. I love The Who, right? I love Roger Daltrey. And I am thrilled. We managed to black. He's got his autobiography. I think it's out. I certainly got sent a copy of it today. Will Hodgkinson,
3: author of Guitar Man and Song Man and chief rock and pop critic for The Times. Oh,
2: all right. fair well, you know, This guy's going to know his stuff. I know the name Will Hodgkinson, actually. I, 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 I recognise the name. He's going to know his stuff. Oh, this is going to be a joy, then. So I guess it's going to be maybe 45 minutes an hour of us sat in the audience... Listening to Roger Daltry, who I, I really love his, his stuff he did with the Who, um, which is something I actually said to him when I met him. I really love the songs you did with the Who <laughs>
3: bless him he was very nice about it he was it. very
2: polite um, we 're going to sit in conversation listen to his, him being interviewed next thursday. fantastic looking forward i 've got so many good books to read i 've got that got the Eric Idle book. We tried to get Eric Idle on the show and we didn't. The Bernard Cribbins book is coming and we're working on getting Cribbins. I'm waiting for a a cheeky little reply from a a, a PR woman called Jess, who's going to let me know. Um, So yeah, we're going to go and see Roger Daltrey next Thursday. I think there are tickets, by the way, guys, if you want to go. I should probably say that, as they've given us some free ones. If you want to go and see Roger Daltrey next Thursday at the the South Bank, I think it's about seven. We're going about half six for drinks. I don't know if we're going to have drinks with Roger, but we're going to be there. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'll go and see that. And we will report back. Of course we'll report back and let you know. Um, I'm not going to the screening of Frank this weekend because I'm deciding to have a lazy weekend at home, but g- good luck to everybody who is going. Um, and then the week after that, I've got us tickets to go and see John Ronson at the Leicester Square Theatre. I love watching John Ronson talk. He, seeing him do a live event is what inspired me to go and do Ian Lee versus Radio. When, because his shows are funny, but they're not a comedy night. And so seeing someone talk for two hours, I think I saw him at Jackson's Lane and Leicester Square and maybe I think I've seen him a couple of times. Seeing someone talk for two hours and it not being a a laugh fest, I thought, oh, I think I might be able to do something similar Mm -hmm. to that. And I did. And I love John Ronson. And every time we meet him, he's always so polite to me, you know, so charming. He invited us into his house. We went to his
3: house and we saw him in New York. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. That storytelling
2: night great oh we
3: did didn't we yeah Yeah.
2: um so we got that and then the week after uh, we're taking the night off i think it's the 30th of october tuesday the 30th you and i were going to swindon to the swindon arts center to see terry chambers um and colin molding half of xtc under the name tc and i playing live for the first time since 1982 it's going to be incredible so we've got some cool stuff coming up man as well as, by the way, as well as going out and living La Vida Loca, we're also doing La Vida Loca. If you want to come and see Fright Night 1985 with myself and Catherine uh, on Saturday, October the 27th, I think it's about seven, half seven at night in King's Cross, eight quid, um, come and see the film. And I should also say, it's not just going to be, we're going to put the film on, then it's going to finish and you'll go home. We will probably do not a rabbit hole, but we will probably do, you know, t- 10, 20 minutes before and 10, 20 minutes afterwards. We'll have a chat about we'll, it. We'll have a chat. We'll definitely do like a and a about the film afterwards cause I can get your thoughts in a discussion, mm-hmm. like a Kyle-style discussion. That's what we'll do. Kyle-style. Um, we haven't got a guest for this film, but uh, we're going to chat about it. There'll be prizes. If you want to come dressed up, you'd be very, very welcome. It's going to be a laugh. It's going to be more than just going to the pictures there's 65 seats we've sold 40 uh, 40 actually we're going to take five off because i've got a cu- we've got a couple of people we're and going sam's to coming sam's coming that's it right so there's there's 20 tickets left right they're eight quid um and if this one goes well we're going to do more of these including i thought we could get it for november but we can't get it until february in february we're going to be screening the mr rogers film right that's, that's happening so if you want to come to, to that October the 27th, see Fright Night, have a laugh, dress up if you want. You don't have to. There'll be prizes you can shout out. The bar is going to be open the whole time the film is on.
3: I've had some people contact me and saying, can we bring, like, silly string and stuff? I
2: no. I don't think so, because that's going to be, like, cleaning up. And also, we have to respect the, 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 the rating of the film, and the film is ridiculously still an 18. So you've got to be 18. You know what I mean? you know what I mean? You've, obviously, legally, you've got to be 18. okay right so i don't what i don't want what i don't want is any like tall 16 year olds that look 18
3: 17 and a half i don't want
2: any of that they've got to be 18 all right guys Uh, sam are you 18 (laughs) got there's 20 tickets left ianlee.com slash event ianlee.com slash event let's take some phone calls let's go to phil good evening phil Hi, Ian. How are you? I'm all right, mate. I'm 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 uh, bubbling. Uh, I'm bubbling. You're bub- I'm bubbling.
7: How are you? I'm I'm okay. First time caller here, so I'm I... absolutely shaking at the minute because oh, um,
2: bless you, brother. I... <laughs> it's only it's only me and Kath listening, um, and what? about a hundred thousand idiots. But don't <laughs> worry about those guys. <laughs> we will be gentle. What can we do sure. for you, brother Phil? What
7: well, it was. Um... I needed to call in because you were relating all, you know, the mental health issues yeah. and marriage and all that. Yeah. And it was almost like you were talking about me. Oh, really? Go in on. many ways, yeah. So I got married and I met a Canadian lady, went to live in Canada because I thought I was running away from all my problems.
2: Ah, yes, the old so. geographicals, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
7: So I came back here and then, you know, it's like yourself, you're a failure, you know, should have done this, should have done that. Yeah. And then you go into the self-pity mode, don't you? Yeah. And and you can become self, um, like very selfish because you're looking in at yourself, aren't you, rather than the people around
2: you. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Definitely. I mean, self-pity and and self-loathing and uh, like that. that It's the feeling of failure, isn't it, Phil? That never gets mentioned. It's like you you see celebrities getting divorced and the papers portray it as though it's like a fun, you know, joyous thing. And actually, I bet they feel like failures.
7: Yeah, exactly. But if you think about it, right, because what I did now is, because I've had this all my life, i suffer suffered from... Anxiety, depression, personality disorder, all that type of thing. Yeah. So what I do now with the knowledge I've gained over the years, um, we set up a support group to help other people. So when they come through the door, you know, we've got a good understanding of what's going on. But it also helps me as well, do you see what I mean, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to move forward. So you've got to think about, like, um, what you're passionate about. And and go for it, you know what I mean? Okay. Well, what are you passionate about, Phil? What are you going for? Uh, well, for one, the group and all that. But I love things like um, trivia and okay. uh, you know, all kinds of stuff like that.
2: Who's who? Okay. Uh, who invented Tipex? Wasn't that Michael Nesmith? Yes.
7: <laughs> well done, <laughs> Phil. Well, for is I'll, I'll tell you. God, you could talk all night about this. Go on. Huey Lewis in the news, right? Yeah. there we go. His father invented the cheese. You know the uh, Edam cheese, the sealant you get, and all that
2: cheese.
3: <laughs> <laughs> he's the wax man. <laughs>
2: hang in a minute. Hang in a minute. Hang on it. This is the best call really? we've ever had. Phil, yeah. the first time caller. He was nervous, and he's yeah. just dropped. A, he's just dropped a Huey Lewis bomb. You're yeah. telling me Huey Lewis's dad yeah. invented the red wax Yes, yeah, that it's, goes it's, it's, around the ball of Edam
7: cheeses. Yeah, different cheeses and all that.
2: Jesus Christ,
7: that's <laughs> insane! Jimmy Lewis is dead. Do you want another? Do you want another fact?
2: Yes, if, mate. If, yes, I do. If, if it's as good as that one, <laughs> I'm I'm up for it. Go on.
7: Well, it may not be as good. The international dialing code for Russia is 007. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, you know what I All the things you know, useless information. In it, and it's a bit of fun. It, it, and, is, and it is a bit of fun, yeah. Take, yeah, that's what you have got to do, isn't it? You know what I mean? To move forward, have well, a little bit of fun. Well, with
2: I've it. had my two years of being yeah. in prison, of living in a in a bed sit, and and kind of hiding away. And and I, yeah. now I've got this lovely house, and I've got I'm seeing my kids more. Um, and I've got this room in my house that I'm kind of slowly sort of turning into a studio with a green screen and with my computer yeah. and microphones, and I want to make stuff, you know, and I'm going to spend a weekend. Oh, yeah. I've got someone coming around to do a Beatles podcast with me on Saturday. Oh, I've cool, got to do yeah, a big but... mail-out for this record label that I do. So now I'm I'm kind of getting into that thing of, all yeah. right, fine, that didn't work. Let's focus on some stuff. that. Uh, let's focus on being creative. That's my kind yeah. of – that's my yeah. thing for me is making stuff.
7: yeah and uh,
2: how long ago was your how long ago well. was your divorce, Phil? if you don't mind me asking
7: um I was out in Canada um, for about two thousand six to two thousand and ten okay, so it would be what eight years
2: since we divorced and and the the thing of yeah. of being abroad and the marriage mm-hmm. breaking down that yeah. must be tougher well, the other thing was right
7: before I went out there, I had these mental health issues yeah. and then wasn't taken anything it wasn't treated yeah. so in some ways, you know what I mean, it's a bit of give and take. But, yeah, you, you, you'll get these little flashbacks, but you'll say, you know what, you know, I, I, I can't do anything about it. I've got to move on. And and just you you just distract yourself with whatever you need to do. With Huey Lewis' and, you, know, and you do a fantastic show. You Bless know, you, you're sitting there now and you think, oh, it's just talking. But it helps people, you know <laughs> what I mean?
2: Hey, listen, Phil, that is a brilliant first call, man. I hope we get to speak right. again. Oh, yeah, I'd love to. Thank, Thank you, to. mate. Take Blake. care, bye-bye. What a nice man. And
3: I'm putting that Huey Lewis fact right in the old bank. Now,
2: is that true? Can we Google it? Yeah, one? I've just looked up. Is it look, is it true? true? It's
3: true. The wax sealant that goes
2: around cheeses. Did I miss a break? I missed it. Oh, gosh. I was enjoy- Huey Lewis's dad invented the red thing that goes around Edam cheese.
3: Yeah. Uh, all cheeses, wax, which, wax sealant, like your baby bells and that.
2: Which, um, I have to say, apart from the baby bells, right, and we'll do the ad in a second, even now... I still can't remember if you can eat those things or not. What? So the number of times what? I'll have a cheese with like the the wax thing on, and I go, hmm, I can't remember if I can eat that or not. It's like sometimes you go to a restaurant, and I they... got
3: you a truckle, didn't I, from uh, Wednesday Dale? You a didn't eat that, did I you? I ate a bit of it. That's just plastic. I ate a bit of it. Yeah.
2: It's like well, sometimes you go to restaurants and they'll serve your food on like a giant leaf. Yeah. And I never remember if you can eat the leaf or not. So I'll always have a bit of leaf. A little go. Yeah. yeah. 0344 499 We've got Claire, we've got Jerry, we've got Mo. Uh, this is the Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio.
0: The Late Night Alternative with Ian e Lee
2: on Talk Radio. Uh, looking, We're talking about divorce and uh, 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 mental health and m- medication. We're also asking for the best opening track of any album. Carl has been in touch. Carl has emailed my agent. Carl has? Carl has emailed my agent.
3: You mean my agent? <laughs>
2: He says, obviously it's difficult to say which is the best opening track on an album. Carl, I I, I disagree. Um, But he says, The Zombies, Care of Self 44 from Odyssey and Oracle. Yeah, that's a good one. Oh! I know what the best opening track is of any album. We'll start at 11 o'clock with it. We'll start, no bed at 11. I know know the
3: answer. Could you not? Because my mate Ronnie says we're keeping him awake and you're tantalising him there.
2: Uh, Ronnie, I'm afraid you're going to have to, the best opening track of all time... 11 o'clock. You're going to get it, whether you want it or not. Let's go to Claire. I'm telling you, Claire. Good evening, Claire. Hello. Hello, Claire. <laughs> How are you? You're I'm right. I'm f- feeling sexy.
6: Oh, don't. Don't set him
2: off. I'm feeling
6: sexy. I'm
2: not feeling. I'm feeling very unsexy, actually. He's you know, sweaty, I'll I'm tell you sweaty. that. I'm feeling sweaty. Anyway, Claire, sorry, you you asked and you got it. What can we do for know, you I this know, evening? I've,
8: well, I had nothing particular to say. I oh. just thought I'd give you a call. You've
3: come to the right place.
2: <laughs> <laughs> We've done 52 minutes of nothing in particular to say, so I don't, you know, you are in the right place. Welcome, welcome.
8: I mean, when you were talking about best opening albums, I can't really help you with that, because I don't listen to many albums, oh, but God. I could do best opening of a concert. Yeah, we could. Go on, we'll take that, yeah. Weird Al Yankovic.
6: Oh,
8: um, he was in Birmingham yeah. and he did tacky, but he had a. Thought, he started from on. outside the. Yeah. He started from out outside the venue and live videoed him singing to come in, and all I worried about was that is incredibly brave on a Friday night in Birmingham.
2: Yeah, do you know what? I've, I, Weird Al, we love, uh, we love Weird Al. He's been on the show a few times, and I, I, I haven't seen him live. I've never seen him live, actually, but I've seen the videos of this, so he does, he does his spoof version of Happy, <laughs> uh, and you, you'll see it the one, the video we saw, like, he, it's a video of him walking down the street, and it's being shown on the screen in the venue. Yes. And, and then it about, looks and like it's the Happy re-recorded. video. Yeah. And you think it's pre-recorded, yeah. and then
8: you suddenly
2: realise it's not. Yeah, there's the, the, well, I'm guessing it was the same for because about two minute, a minute into it, the, the audience realise that this, that's the way they've walked to the venue, and it's happening. Yes. And he's, and then he comes in, and it's, oh, he's brilliant, Weird Al. And we're just going, please, nobody
8: jump out on him. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine he got stabbed
2: in Bur- Birmingham. Oh, oh yeah. I lo- we love Weird I not I, I, I have to do it. The pedant in me has to do it. It's, it's a hard see. It's Yankovic. I know. I'm sorry. I know. I'm sorry. I'm My sorry. My husband
8: got me into it, unfortunately, so I'm a late sort of um, to this one. But he took me to the concert when he came to Birmingham and oh, it was brilliant.
2: well, next time he comes over, we have to go and see him. Because I've never seen him and I, I love him. I think he's hilarious. I think he's it, clever. Yeah. Um, oh, nice one. Claire, We're gonna, we we and, will add that to the list. Go on.
8: And it was also, it was a small venue ish. I mean, it wasn't in a big arena, so yeah. it was really, really good. I was four rows from the front, Aye. and I, I'm too lazy to hand my coat in because of waiting to get it back again. And I had a bright pink jacket, and that just drew attention. And he jumped off the stage I and just sang right in my face. I
2: tell you what we're gonna do, right? Next time he comes over, because me and Kath <laughs> have got this silly little film club we do, and he made a film in the eighties called UHF, which is. Funny, man. It's a cult film. Hardly anyone's seen it. It's funny. Um, if he comes over again, we'll see if we can have a screening of UHF and we'll see if we can get Weird Al to come down and, um, and do a Q&A or something for yeah. that. How's about that? That'd be very cool. Claire, it's, we're going to reach out to him, as they say in America. Thank you very much indeed. Um, now, listen, Mo, you've got a choice, right? We had this kind of conversation before, and I'm bored of having it again. You come on, and you're rude, and you're rude to me, and you are very rude to Catherine yesterday, and you were rude to me on Twitter. That's why I blocked you. Listen, you can come on. I want you to be part of the show. You're very welcome to be a part of the show, but the show is about celebration, and is about love, and is about hope and opportunity. And if all you're going to do is come on and, and just be mean and rude and Take swipes, then then I don't want you. you then, then I don't want you to come and play in my house. So it's entirely up to you, Mo. You can you can come and you can play and you can take part. Uh, or or if you're just going to be mean, then really I I don't want you phoning or listening. So so what is it going to be, brother?
9: I was wondering uh, if I could ask you a question. Okay, could you
2: respond to the point I just made?
9: Yeah, sure. I guess that works for you.
2: Hello? Yeah. <sighs> Could you respond to the point I just made? Yeah, yeah, agreed. Don't worry. Okay, fine. Away you go. So, is Nico on the show today? Yeah, at midnight. It's, we're doing It's Wicked with Nico Omelana. Oh, yeah, cool. I'll, I'll, I'll
10: add a few questions for him, actually. But thanks. Good show, Ian.
2: Thank you very much, Mo. It's appreciated. Uh, Nico will not be on the show tonight. Let's go to Jerry. Good evening, Jerry. Hello. Hey, man. How you doing? Hey. <laughs> Yeah, I
11: I Just, yeah. You've got
2: the what? What with the what? What now? Go, 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 things are happening.
3: Can't see what. I
11: can't Think see what.
3: Things are happening, and you can't say what.
2: Okay.
11: Uh, I can't see, it, maybe but
2: no. What no. you? Are you a getaway driver for a robbery right yeah. now? Is that no. what's happening?
11: <laughs> I, I gotta get away, for you. Okay. Okay. I, okay. I, I, I. Oh, not good. Not
2: good. Not oh. good. Not good. Yeah. No, Does Richard not, know about it? Your solicitor?
11: Yeah, Richard knows.
2: Okay. He knows. it's not good. Oh, I, I think. You know? right, well, I think I've got an idea because I saw a letter, a, an email that Richard sent out about, uh, you know, things. Yeah, transfer. Yeah, a yeah. Transfer. Okay. Yeah. Hey, i know, I think
11: I'm thinking. Uh, I'm of some to, i think know the place. I'm getting. I'm getting the okay. In question.
6: Yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 Okay. So how sorry. are you feeling, man?
11: bit, bit low, but I'm being honest. I just think to myself up a bit low, bit down. Yeah, but I know. The... Hey, you sound happy. You I'm... sound a bit like me. I'm I'm,
2: wi- I'm wired tonight, man. I am totally wired. wired. This is what you the 90s like should have like been me. like, but Pure. <laughs> I'll come crashing down in a bit, or maybe I won't. I don't know. My emotions are all over the place because I'm changing these pills. I don't know what's happening. This is unusual. Amazing, this it's 22. unusual behaviour for me. Yeah, oh, if you change it, changing, change changing pills. it up. If you the, 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 like pills. that song by the, Michael Jackson about looking in the mirror and touching uh, yourself. <laughs>
11: I tell you I'm into at the moment. Yeah. Change be your sister.
2: <laughs> well, <laughs> um, that came from nowhere.
3: I, 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 I think they broke up, didn't they? I did
2: not I liked cause... I liked them. I liked them. I've got nothing against Shakespeare. sister. So they were cracking <laughs> you know little what bird. What, do you know what Link? Shakespeare sisters Come and Eileen? Shakespeare sisters from come on Eileen.
11: I don't know. They, they never, never. That's his sister Eileen oh, just...
2: Really? The... Eileen is the she sister of on... Yeah. Siobhan Faiz? Fays. sister the only place I'm
11: is
3: this. Okay.
2: It's an interesting it's amazing. Well, it's a fact. It's a, well,
3: is it? I'm going to check it.
2: All right. Jerry. listen. Gerry, <laughs> go, I'm, I'm going to stick up your bum now. Take care, people. There we go. Thank you very much indeed. The Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio.
0: The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
2: This is the best opening track to any album. It's the live version. It's uh, Alone Again or from Forever Changes by Love. In a second, you're going to hear the biggest cheer for a trumpet solo ever. Nowhere in the history of rock has a trumpet solo been so well received. Not even a Herb Alpert concert. Here we go. Yeah, a funny thing
1: somebody said to me that i could
6: be in love with all almost...
2: Just fades out, man. Just collapses. And yeah. Oh, man. Arthur Lee will be on the show next Monday. Next Monday, Arthur Lee will be in the studio with an acoustic guitar. And, oh, man, I wish that were true. Never got to interview Arthur. I danced with him. Oh, I danced with him. Oh, he played a song for me in concert when I shouted out Singing Cowboy, and he went, The next song is going to be Singing Cowboy for that guy there. That That was as close as I got, and that'll do me. That is the best song, best opening song from any album. Forget the fact it's the live version. I wanted you to hear the cheer for the trumpet. Um, but uh, Forever Changes, uh, the opening track from... Uh, 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 Alone Again or the opening track from uh, Forever Changes by Love. Alone Again or written by the guitarist from Love, Brian McLean, um, who used to be the roadie for the birds and was the half-brother of Maria McKee. Is it Maria McKee or Gina McKee? One's an actress and one's a singer. Maria, Maria McKee. McKee. Half-sister of Maria, half sister of Maria K- McKee. And every few years, I forget how much I love the album Life is Sweet by Maria McKee. And I go to dig it out of my collection and I cannot find it and so I buy it again for like pound fifty-one on Amazon. And I did this a couple of weeks ago. I went, oh, Life is Sweet, I've lost my copy of that. I'll, I'll get it. And I was driving to work. It sounds so 90s, but it is so good. The opening four or five songs on that, just goosebumps. It's just... Oh, I'll do you a tape of it. A tape of it? A tape?
3: Thanks, I'll go back to the 90s to play oh, it. Do you take... oh, it's
2: such a good album. Life is Sweet by Maria McKee. It sounds like it's got that same kind of crunchy... Stay there, Malkia, I'll come to you in a second, mate. It's got that kind of crunchy, distorted guitar that you'd hear on an Alanis Morissette album, mm-hmm. but the songs are good. I mean, it really it's Oh, Alanis
3: had a couple of moments. Oh,
2: she had one hand in her pocket and the other one was giving out a peace sign. But, um, but oh, Life is Sweet. What, a, what an album. What an album. I'm tempted to... Uh, oh, no, we're not a music show. 03444991000. We're going to talk about Lingers. Um, uh,
3: yes, that came out of left field for you, didn't it? Yeah.
2: Oh, I get it. Voice of the Beehive, their album was called Honeylingus. Oh, yeah. I get it now. I get it. That's a really good joke. Shall I email them and say we just finally yes. guy- got... <laughs> We had them on the show, and let, let's get them on and say, hey, guys, sorry, 30 years after your album, we get it now. <laughs> we got this, a slow burn, we got it. I so love thanks. them.
3: There's another one.
2: So explain, they are great, um, so explain what, what what Cunny is. What? Uh... No, the thing, because there's a reason, we're not being mucky, we're, we are.
3: I, I messed it up yesterday, not, not that, but... Um... I messed up yesterday getting a guest on who has... Time
2: difference, couldn't work it out.
3: No, I'm really crap at maths, especially yeah. really simple sums, it, it transpires. Yeah. Uh, but they are in Napa, California, and I muffed it up, and they all were right, ready mate. to don't, speak don't to stop
2: making it a sob story about yourself. Tell us about the guest. No,
3: I'm, I'm apologising.
2: You're not apologising to me, though. D- no. <laughs> exactly, so I'm it I'm doesn't count. apologising
3: to radio. Those but guys... Radio, right. guess what? In an hour's time, we'll be speaking to the co-inventors of Cunny which is...
2: Honey lingers.
3: It's it's basically an electric tongue.
2: It's an electric tongue that you put on your doodah.
3: That you can operate using an app on your phone, so you can wiggle your finger about on your touchscreen. Second question.
2: You know what my second question's going to be? Can a man use it on his bum? I don't
3: think it... I don't think it would go, bleh!
2: (laughs) Second question, Okay, So then remind me of that. Let's go to Malky. Malky's... (laughs) Can a man
6: use it on his
2: bum? well, well, that's it. I want to (laughs) know. (laughs) <laughs> this, goes down. this is a serious sex toy. And you guys are not taking this seriously I at think all. they'll be fine. 0344-499-1000. Oh, Good evening, Malky. Good evening, Ian. How are you? I'm very, very well, mate. Nice to talk to you. Nice to talk to uh, to someone from my, from um, the, with a bit of Scottish heritage. You respect that. My granddad was Scottish. We love Scotland. When Catherine and I were there recently. It's one of the greatest places in the world. Um, and I'm aware that it's a whole country, and I'm just kind of generalising. But what the hell? Uh, what can we do for you tonight, Malky? Yeah, I loved in Scotland, Ian. You love oh, we love Scotland, man. My my dad's yeah. ashes are up there. I've Got family up there. I, every time we go and do shows up there, you know we're warmly received. It's one of the greatest places on God's earth.
9: You storm it, man. You Th- storm thank it. Thank you, brother. Yeah, my first message is for Mo. It's uh, the other day there was obviously Mental Health Awareness Day. Yeah, and I just want to say be encouraging,
2: not disparaging. Oh yeah. um, Oh, that's that's um. That's a nice little line. I was, worried, where were you going to go with that? That's a nice little line, and I that is, line. It's, and that is what we're trying to do. It's so it's what we're trying to do with the show, Malky. As you probably guessed, we try when people ask me what the show is about, um, oh, so it's, it's, we celebrate. We celebrate, and it's really easy. And I do it, and Kath does it. You know, it's really easy to fall back on that negative thing and slagging things off. It's the default setting, I think. For humans.
3: Oh, I'm very Mardy.
2: Oh, totally, and Mm. it's easy to do. But to come on and say, "Hey, this is great," or "or or, this doesn't quite work brilliantly," it doesn't work perfectly, but there is this bit is good in it. It's a tough gig to do. Doesn't do us any favors as presenters. Certainly doesn't do us any favors in terms of an audience. Um, And and also, Malcolm, you'll understand this. I think I want. I don't want to say. I don't want to ban people from calling in. Right. I want everyone Mm. to be welcome. Which is why I keep giving Mo this opportunity of coming on and, and, and being part of the fun. But if someone is just going to call up and is just going to slag off my best mate or slag me, or I can tell have a slag me off, but if someone's just going to come on and have a pop all the time and there's no humour to it, there's nothing constructive about it, there's, you know, the, I, I can't take that anywhere. It's just
3: I, peevish, isn't it?
2: It is. I can't make that entertaining, you know. So you'll give us that line again, Malky. I like that one. Be encouraging, not disparaging. Beautiful. I like that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna steal that, yeah. and I'm gonna use I, I'm, that on telly. <laughs> <laughs>
9: I've, I've got a final thought of today. Yeah, go um, on. I, I with um, the sort of I'm a celebrity thing. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I was at TV earlier, and Dennis Wise was on TV. Oh yeah. And then, and then, um, Amir Khan's got this multi-million-pound fight against um Another boxer
2: sure gets <laughs> another name. boxer. Yeah, that's how it
9: works. Yeah. I think. Yeah, 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 uh, and then. Um... Kezia Dugdale's on Question Time. Oh,
12: she! Oh, good for yeah, her. Yeah. All right,
9: oh, well played, well played. Hello, uh, I turned on the radio and switched it off. Well done. That's the great yes, decision. i not against Kezia, it's just that politics. I like Kezia. We when when
2: we were in um, Edinburgh, we went out for, for some food with Kezia, didn't we? Yeah. And uh, we, I, I like Kes. I've got. Uh, she uh, seems a nice soul, doesn't she? Yeah, she well, is. Well, you'll know, you'll
9: know better than me. Yeah. And then I'm, I'm thinking about yourself. You're getting TV work, and um, your show just rocks all oh, the time. You. I Absolutely love your show. And uh, I just wondered, would you ever partake in um, reality TV again?
2: How much are they paying? That's the. That's what. Listen, here's the thing. When it came to the I'm a Celebrity, that's, there were three reasons I did it. Right, they'd asked me four or five times, and my wife was always dead against it. And I, I kept thinking, I don't need it now. I don't need it. I nearly did it two years ago when I got a phone call saying someone's dropped out. Can you go to Australia now? And I was, I kind of got excited, and then I didn't. But, um, but, but I, I did it for three three reasons. One was I needed um, quite a lot of money quite quickly so I could get a deposit for a house because the divorce was happening. Uh, the second and you
9: didn't wait to do a bank job.
2: <laughs> no, exactly. And, I, and, you know, and I, I, although I, was the, the, I got paid le- the least out of anyone in this series, I got enough that I had a deposit for a house, which is t- to be able to do that for three weeks' work...
3: And you got a decent amount of work out of it.
2: And, and I got work out of it. That was a bonus. So the, the three reasons were I needed, you know, a big a big cheque was really handy... Uh, I wanted to, this show I was so proud of, but no one was listening to it. So I wanted to go in front of 12 million people and say, by the way, I do a radio show, which I made sure I did when I came out of the jungle and Ant and Deck were there. And I said, I do a radio show. And the third reason, Malky, was because my boys had never seen me on a on a TV show properly. And I thought this will be a nice they're, they're old enough. Now they'll get it. They'll enjoy seeing me being covered in spiders and crying and, you know, getting scared at stuff. So those were the three reasons. Um, would I do anything like that again? Yeah, if they paid enough money, I would. Totally. I, I, you know, I wouldn't be doing it to advance my career. I'd be doing it to cash a cheque. That's it, really. This, for me, this show is my artistic um, expression. I get to work with my best mate, and for three hours a night we get to come in and do whatever we want, and I feel artistically satisfied doing this. All the TV work now is is cashing a cheque.
9: Well, can I leave you with a final... Point, and I, I mean this, and I know in sinister way.
2: Hang on a minute. The last point was the... F- How many final points does
9: this guy won? Yeah, well, this is just a sentence. <laughs> go on. It's when I go to bed at night, and oh. uh, listen, you guys, it's like going to bed with two pals. And I mean that every you night. Dirty... And then it's not
3: weird in the morning. You
2: and then, then dirty boy. <laughs> <morning>. <laughs> uh, well, as long as you're, anyway, as long as you, you're in the you, middle you, and we're spooning... Malky, it's nice <laughs> to, to talk to you, guys. brother. We'll speak again soon. Thank you very much. What a nice guy. Yeah. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. I like him. I like. I like. I love um, our Scottish listeners. There's not many of them, but they're 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 proper staunch.
3: And I loved it when we went to Edinburgh this time around and Glasgow was a revelation. We felt really welcome. Yeah. And Glasgow in particular was up to party.
2: Um, It's interesting. The TV work has kind of has kind of dried up. I've not had any for um, since just before I went away to New York, which was in August, September, so two or three months got nothing in the diary. I sent a very nice email to the head of Good Morning Britain last week saying, I just want to say, I know how this industry works. I think my time is up working with you guys. Um, But I have enjoyed every second of it. If you'd like me to anymore, I'm here. But I'm certainly not sat at home cursing you that you're not asking me in anymore. I get it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And they wrote an email back saying, thanks very much. We'll keep you in mind. That's fine. So I think the TV work is kind of over. I'm cool with that. I wasn't doing it to get... T V work out of it. That was all a bonus, you know, that was all a lovely, lovely bonus. Um for me it's all about this. This is this this show is the job. You know, working with, with, with my my best friend, Sam. Oh. I love that guy. I love you, Sam. It's a joy to have you sat opposite me on the other side of the glass. And um Thingy Bob here. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio. Late night
0: conversation, wealth, losing sleep. The late night alternative
2: with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. I had a lovely chat with my boys about um, transgender. Uh, oh yeah, you mentioned. Yeah, this I yesterday. mentioned. This. I've got to say so. Um, I picked them up from school, and we went home, and we cooked some tea. And um, I'm quite lazy, and often I let them have the tea in front of the telly. But today, I said, let's go, "Let's go and sit in the, the dining room in, in their mum's house. Go and sit in the dining room. We'll eat there." And um, I can't really remember how the conversation started. I remember when it did start, I kind of froze a bit and thought, "Uh oh, this is this is a pivotal moment uh, that I've got to, I've got to get right because this is I I really think that for a lot of um, issues around sex and gender." You get one real shot at it. The first one is the one that really, really counts. You can kind of nudge things afterwards and, 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 and reiterate. And, and I, I think for a lot of them, the first the first time that conversation is had is what sets the seed for what a lot of their belief will be. And so my eldest was talking about something. I don't really remember how it went, but he said, "Daddy, uh, I heard about." Um, a boy that started dressing up as a girl and was wearing girls' clothes and wanted to be called a girl. And the boys were giggling mm-hmm. at that. And so I kind of smiled and went, yeah, yeah, that, that happens, that happens. They said, well, really, it happens. It happened a lot. I said, well, it's happening a bit more than it used to. Um, and what it is is it is, it's a bit complicated, but that person would be called trans. And sometimes you get boys or men that they look like a boy. they got a willy. Giggles everywhere. You said willy. I said willy. Because you got kind of, you know... I said, you get boys or men, and they've got a willy, and they look like a boy, but in their head, they feel like a girl or a woman. So some of them will just wear girls' or women's clothes, and that's cool, and some of them will get operations, and they'll get their willy removed. And my boy went, what? And they'll, they'll get a vagina. I said, yeah, sometimes... They do that. And, you know, it's kind of... It's, it's tricky. It's not an easy operation, but it, and it takes a long time. But, yeah, that's, it's kind of normal. And I bet that by the time you're 10, there will probably be someone in your year who you know as a boy, and one day they will start dressing as a girl, and they'll want to be called a girl. And that's funny. They go, really? In my year? I said I wouldn't be surprised. I said it didn't really happen very much when I was young. But people talk about these things now and and when that happens, you might find it a bit funny, but that's kinda of cool, but that's how they wanna be seen, that's how they feel, and we respect how people feel and how they wanna be seen and it's it might seem funny, but it's you know, it's it's not funny, it's it's life, man, you know, and, and, and if that happens, that's great. And if you've got any questions when that happens, you come and talk to me or talk to them or talk to a teacher and You know, as long as we don't... And I made made a big point saying, as long as we don't... Look, you might find it funny because it's unusual to you, but as long as we don't tease people, as long as we don't bully people, as long as we don't laugh at them because of how they're feeling or how they want to dress, then we can talk about these things, you know, and it's kind of cool. And then it was, oh, okay, can we go and play Skylanders now? Exactly. And that was it. Because that's enough. And that was it. And I knew... I was kind of worried. I knew this conversation was going to come at some point, I just didn't know when, and I was kind of worried about it because it is it, it is a pivotal thing, you know. I don't think either of my boys are trans, but you never know. I don't think they are. Pretty sure they're not. If they were, OK, then we, well, I will embrace them and, and, and love them. But I was so proud of... Of course we had a laugh because we we're talking about willies and vaginas, and, you know, they're eight and six, and I'm 45, and we, we all three of us find willies and vaginas funny, you know. Um, but I was so proud that how my eight year old as i'm sure your 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 big would do brought it up and was kind of smirking a bit and this, this I about this boy that was a bit but was actually genuinely curious as to what was going on there and why would someone why would someone want to do that was the vibe
3: my kids are way more exposed to stuff than i was as a kid right oh yeah partly because i had gay friends from when they were tiny yeah and it was just like yeah they've got a boyfriend yeah and that was the end of that and it was just kind of that's what happens now one of my kids schools there is a trans child already yeah um and they kind of announced it um quite recently but it's been noticeable for a while that they've started dressing differently and their hair is different and stuff Kids don't give them monkeys. It's just who they are.
2: See what I saw a lot of recently, towards the end of last term, and there may be one thing in it or it may be another thing, but the number of girls I saw, so hard to tell teenage girls' ages, I would guess between 12 and 16 walking along holding hands. Mm-hmm. Now, they could just be really good friends or they could be girlfriends, um, but I don't really remember that many girls walking along holding hands. It, it looked romantic to me, I interpreted it as romantic. And first of all, I was a little bit shocked because I'm an old man and that kind of stuff still is my still... And you wondered what me. was going on. Yeah. And then I thought, man, how brilliant. How... Because they would have been bullied and... T- I don't know any girls in my school that were gay. Now, they would have been.
3: Yeah. Looking back, I can probably tell you.
2: Oh, I can name one or two. I, yeah, but OK, one or two. I but think I, one might have been trans as well. I certainly don't know any that were living an openly gay lifestyle at 14. No. And so my, my knee-jerk reaction, because I'm old, and we can't control our knee-jerk reaction, was well, that's a bit shocking." And then once that, that had gone, I thought, "This is great, man. This is this is this is great. If this is what my kids' generation, if this is the position they're in, of course i are not saying homophobia is gone. Of course it's not. But if this is, if if it's normal, if they think it's normal for two 14-year-old girls to be going out with each other." We, they're in a much stronger position than we were thirty years yeah, ago. Yeah, definitely. It's brilliant.
3: Definitely. I still remember, you know, there were effeminate boys who used to get picked on.
6: Yeah, yeah. And they
3: used to swear blind that they weren't. And you know what? Their business. Yeah. But they were driven further into the closet if they were in the yeah, closet, yeah, you know. Yeah, and yeah. I can't blame them for not wanting to come. Oh, out.
2: imagine! I mean, I, I probably bullied some effeminate guys. I talked about my bullying and how I'm, I'm ashamed of it. I, I did. Um... There think, were also God,
3: boys that were not effeminate, that were gay. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. But, but but imagine being a gay boy, in, you know, a gay 13-year-old boy in 1986.
3: God. Flipping heck, and the man. Thing is, and the is that a lot of other people know it before you do. Yeah. You're not allowed to come to terms with it yourself. Yeah. Really tough. And I, I've got, you know, a couple of gay friends who I've had conversations with about, you know, when they came out and very different reactions. One of my Spanish friends who's gay... Um, His dad wouldn't eat in the same room with him ever again. He used to make him eat in the kitchen with the dog. Wow. His sister was gay as well, it turned out. Wow. But, you know, they found solidarity with with each other. And then, you know, other friends whose mums always knew. And it was like, you're just telling me something I've known for a long time. I just wanted to wait till you were ready to say it. And and the experience is changing now. My older daughter, and I say older, she's 10. She's got a friend who's openly gay. Yeah. and when she first told me I thought gosh it's a bit soon to know isn't it I thought nah, I used to fancy, you know boys fancy boys
2: when I was boys 10. At
3: 10 I do but I, but I remember my friend's mum's she he said I she she knew but she said I'm worried for you because your life will be that much more difficult Well this is
2: my only concern would be if either of my boys would be gay is the fact that that, that homoph- homophobia does still exist and Uh, prejudice still exists and that their life is going to be a bit more difficult. That's my only concern. You can't
3: hold hands with your boyfriend in the street. No. But I'm hoping that things are changing. Yeah.
2: um, And I'm hoping that, um, uh, you know, that we are building, me and their mother are building a a safe enough environment that if either of my boys, both of my boys, is gay or is bi or is trans... Or is co- just just confused? It's so common for young boys. I don't know about girls, but for young boys and teenage boys to be confused, Because yeah. you get you get a boner all the time when you're like thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. You are permanently hard, and you could be looking at your best mate, a male mate, and, and have a boner and think, oh, "Geez, what does that mean?" You could, be, uh, you know. I've masturbated as a teenager, and boys have popped into my head, and you're thinking, "Well, hang on, does that make me gay, or is that?" There's so much confusion. I had no one I could talk to. So I hope that my boys will be, you know, if, if they've got any questions like that, or we'll go to go, do you know what, Dad, I'm, I think I'm, I'm fancying guys and I don't know what that yeah.
3: is. And I think it's national coming out day today. day. Oh, it, or is, it is. It is, actually.
2: You're right. We saw that on Channel 4, yeah. But, I,
3: I, you know, the, the strange thing is, right, heterosexuals don't have to come out to their parents, do they? Mm. Oh, Mum, I'm really having some strong thoughts about boys. Are you going to be all right with that? You don't, don't ask for permission. And I'm hoping that one day it won't be a big deal. I, I wonder if our generation will be the ones to change it.
2: I um, I was listening to Front Row when it was coming in, the BBC Radio 4 uh, arts programme, and there's a new kind of comedy, like a sitcom called Bisexual, starting on Channel 4. And it's um, written by this bisexual woman, and it's kind of based on her experiences and stuff like that. And you don't hear about bisexual bisexuality anywhere near as much as you hear about being gay or lesbian or trans. And... And she said in this interview, you know, it's kind of overlooked, you know, and it's kind of ignored. And I wonder if, with the acceptance we have of the gay lifestyle and of trans, I wonder if kind of more and more people are going to go out and go, do you know what, I think I'm a bit both. I I think, because it's, you know, sexuality is, 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 when I was growing up, it was black and white. You were gay or you were straight. And actually... It ain't like that. It is. It's. It's grey, you know. Is and, and and I think everyone's a little bit gay, and mo- some people are more straight than they. And I just wonder if, if in twenty years' time, kind of, it's not going to be seen as as a- abnormal in inverted commas to you know, one minute you're going out with a boy and that doesn't work, so the next partner's a girl, and that. I, I think that's going to become kind of the thing, and these this gay and this straight thing is going to be a little bit less you know, it's going to be a little bit less more of the the, 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 the the extremes that we have.
3: All I want is for people to be able to do what they want.
2: Yes, right, man! As as they're not Get hurting it up
3: No, and also, this awful thing of, you know, people carrying... I, I, there are adult men yeah. in their 50s and 60s who are waiting for their elderly mothers to die so they can come out and live yeah. their lifestyles, yeah, yeah, right?
6: Yeah,
3: yeah. Lifestyles, like it's a choice. Um, I just... I, I long for a day when that doesn't need to
2: happen anymore. Well, um, yeah... Exactly. I just, you know, just if, if it if it works putting it in that hole, put it in that hole. <laughs> if it works putting it in the other hole, hey. put it in that If it works putting it in both holes, then grow two dicks some and people, put them in both holes. Some
3: people don't want holes at all. If you so don't
2: they're... want a hole, then that's fine. Get a groove. <laughs> get a groove thang. Whatever works for you, man. As long as you get, just do it. Just get in bed. Everyone just get in bed and do it.
3: But there are also people who are completely not interested in anything at all.
2: Oh, those people are weird. I'm joking. It's a joke. It's a joke. It's a joke. Whatever works for you, man. Whatever works for you, you know. And if it's sex works for you and it works, great. And if it doesn't work for you and you don't like being touched, like you say, then that's... And, mm-hmm. and if, you're, if you're happy with that lifestyle, which is... Lifestyle. If you're happy... Some people don't like being sexual and it's not a problem for them. They just don't like it. Fine, if that works for you, man. Everybody... I don't get this thing. Everybody should just be able to get on... And do what they want, As long as no-one's getting hurt, no one, again, unless that's your thing, no, as long as no-one's doing anything against their will... Just get and everyone's on grown up. Just get on with it, man. Yeah. Get on with it. Get it up there. That's that sorted, everyone. Thank you very much indeed. Let's go to Tony. Hello. Hello, Tony. What can we do for you this evening, please? Right, I'm just going to carry on with the subject that you're talking about. Yes, right. man, get in there. Come on, let's have it.
10: Right, well, uh, I finished with my missus back in March. Yep. And it's got nothing to do with where I am now and stuff like that. Yeah. But I've always wanted to dress, and I'm in my late 40s now. Yeah. And I've never did anything about it. I was, I've was i got kids and all stuff like that, and I'm so scared and all that sort of rubbish. And since I've been living on my own, i decided, well, why can't I? Why can't I do it? Yeah. So I started doing it, starting getting dressed, and haven't done anything with with a man or a woman yet since I've been single. Not nothing's happened yet. Yeah, and uh, I decided last weekend that I was going to tell my daughter. She's twenty one.
2: Oh, mate, that must have been terrifying.
10: It what? was the scariest thing in my life I that am. I have ever done. I bet it was. And I've been meaning to call you for months and months and months and talk about it, and I just haven't. But I thought. I told her, and she went, Dad, why haven't you told me in the past? Oh. Yes! She said, I know. It's oh. obvious.
3: <laughs> it's obvious? Is it
10: really that obvious? She went, yeah. And she said, well, now that I know, she said, we're going shopping.
2: Oh, oh. no, you're joking! <laughs> I mean, oh, you've done a good job there, Tony.
10: Oh, no, 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 there's a lot more to come, yeah. Go on. Uh, I ended up going to Blackpool this week for the very first time. Yeah. And I went around the, the gay area and stuff like that. And I met <laughs> loads of people. I was dressed. And you know what? I had an amazing time. I was out in my shell. And if people looked at me, I didn't care. I think I looked actually quite convincing. Mm. So I was all right with that. So I've just come back from Blackpool today after a few days. But the thing is, this is the where I am getting a bit worried now. I've yeah. still got to tell my 14-year-old son.
2: Okay, okay.
10: And that is where I really am, breaking it. Sort yeah. Of thing. I know. I know he's not going to be anything bad, but I just haven't had a chance to tell him yet. So it's okay. Well, let,
2: let, let's go on to him in a second. So, but but you, you say your daughter was twenty-one. Yeah. And how how long had the build-up been where you 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 made the decision you were going to tell her? Right, I'm definitely going to do it. To you actually telling her, how long was that?
10: Well,
5: I don't know really. Probably. <clears throat>
2: A few
10: weeks or a few months, but I did tell my ex-wife first. And how was she? Because I imagine... She was fine.
2: She was fine. Was she really? Because I'd imagine... Do you think
3: she had an inkling? Yeah, she knew. Can I, can I ask what might have given her the... I mean, have you always I... been a dramatic dresser?
10: No, no, I did tell her uh-huh. about me when we first met. Right, because, OK. Uh, okay. There, is a, there is a childhood issue with why it started. Yeah. Right, okay. Which I don't really want to no, go no, no, into. No, 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 of that. course not.
2: You don't have to at all. Um, uh, but, 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 okay, so she knew when you got married and she was cool with it? Yeah, yeah. Um, we just grew apart. It had nothing to do yeah, with that. Yeah, okay. And did uh, you... Did you? And if I... You know the rules, Tony. If I ask yeah, anything you don't want to answer, just tell me to jog on. But I'm genuinely fascinated, right? Um, did you dress when you were with your wife?
10: No, she didn't really like it. Okay. But it was... One of them things that, back then, it was on my own sort of thing. I wouldn't go out, I wouldn't even dream of it.
2: Mm. And and, and cards on the table, ten years ago... Yeah maybe five years ago, I'd be sniggering at this. If I'm completely honest...
3: Oh, they were still making jokes about it in mainstream comedy, weren't
2: they? I, I, you know, I would be sniggering about this, which, which is to my shame and is to my embarrassment because, I, you know, I've always considered myself kind of with my finger on the pulse. And actually, I would have been making jokes about this. And, uh, and I'm so grateful that, A, I don't, and, and, B, that you've called in to share this because this is in, this is fascinating, right? And I think this yeah. shows how far I've come, let alone society, that you can phone up um, a late night radio show and share this stuff and and the, all the stuff you've been through and neither me or Kath are going, oh, flipping it. Oh, flippin it. I'm genuinely fascinated. So when you told your daughter... Yeah. What, I mean, I can't even begin to imagine what that was like.
10: Uh, it was just when we were, I was driving back one night and she was in the car with me. She said, yep. I've got something to tell you. Yeah. I said, don't worry, I haven't got cancer. I'm not dying already. Everything's fine. Yeah. Uh, but I need to tell you this and let me do the whole story first. So I went back to the childhood thing and what happened. She was more upset about that.
2: Yeah, I bet. I bet she was.
10: Rather than anything else. Yeah. And she said, Dad, I've had an inkling for a long time. i just she was more upset that I didn't tell her.
2: Yeah. Oh mate, I'm welling up here. That's beautiful. That is beautiful. Oh.
10: She's amazing now. When I was out in Blackpool, yeah. she wanted to see photographs of what I looked like <laughs> to make
2: sure I looked all right. And didn't look oh all.
3: yeah, she's not going to let you go out looking a mess.
2: No, not at all. <laughs> um, and so, so you had a good. You in Blackpool for the whole weekend?
10: No, uh, Monday to today.
2: Okay, and so was there like a, a like a festival on, or you just you just going up there for a little break, and you went to the gay area, and and what, what was was it just a holiday?
10: Well, originally I was going to go to Scotland for a few days and it was just going to be like a chill yeah. sort of thing because I've worked hard all summer. And that cancelled and I thought, well, what am I going to do? And I thought, let's go to Blackpool and let's bite the bullet and do it, see if I can. What,
3: well, And you went on your own and did it? Yes. Mate, that's, that's incredible, you know. That
2: is. It was scary. Uh, the first time, <laughs> okay, the first time you you dressed, you dressed, got dressed, you stepped out and you shut the front door. Yeah. What was that like?
10: It was... I have done it a couple of times, local, but only for about an hour or so. Yeah. And I just thought, no, I'm doing it. Why can't I do it? And if someone says something to me, I'll say something back.
2: <laughs> yeah, <Ben. laughs> Yeah. Oh, mate, I'm so proud of you. I, I yeah, hope it doesn't sound patronising because I, ge- I genuinely I'm, I'm really moved by this. This is incredible. This is we've got we've got a, te- a text in from I don't know what Blackpool Today is, but he's saying uh, loving Tony and what a fabulous daughter. Um, <laughs> and I, I think I tell you what it is because because we're of a similar age. Yeah. And we are. and and we are of a generation. And um, uh, I can imma- I I can imagine how difficult. I know how difficult it is to express your individuality in a non-conventional way.
3: Here's the other thing, right? You, we were talking about it last night, you think your life is going along one track, right? And you get used to it, and you Mm -hmm. think, right, I can do this. This isn't ideal, but it's not not just about me anymore, so I can live with this. It will be all right. And then you realise you don't have to put up with it. Yeah. But it's going to take some doing to change things. And a lot of people, and it's nothing against them, a lot of people just, I can't do it, I can't do it, I'll just stick the way I am. And they probably live with regret, but they never know. But you've jumped onto the other track.
10: You're living life, man. That's what I said when when, when we split. I want to live life now. I'm nearly 50, and it's time for me to have me time. And the reason I wanted to call up, because you've gone through a split. I mean, I, I was probably going through the bad things as you was, and mm. I just thought, am I going to ring up? I've got the bottle to do this. Mm. No, I haven't. I'll just listen. I'll just listen. And I was like that for months. M-
2: mate, until... you've, done, you've done braver things. <laughs> it sounds like them <laughs> phoning up a radio show. This,
10: this kind of thing,
3: <laughs> if, if, if untapped, can sometimes destroy people. Oh, people kill themselves.
10: Um, That's the other thing. I was getting depressed with it. And yeah. I just
2: thought, Well, because you're not being you. Yeah. You're not you're not living your life. And that... some
3: people can live with that, and a lot of people can't.
2: So, yeah. um, telling the boy is the, the next step. Yeah. Got any plans for that, or are you just going to kind of wait and see, you know, wait for a moment to arise, or...? Your ex will
3: ex'll, ex'll help, won't she?
10: Yeah, but I'd rather do it just me and him. Yeah. yeah. But I've got him for a week over Halloween, in the holidays, and I think...
2: Well, that's the ideal time, well, well, I think we know what your costume's going to be. Oh, no,
3: don't.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Let's go trick or treating some. Um, well, you know, if if that if that um moment arises over that week, um, you know, I wish you the very very best of luck, man. I genuinely I'm really I hope it doesn't sound patronizing. I'm no, it I'm isn't. really moved by the fact that you felt you could come and share this with us and I think that's I think that's incredible, Tony. And there will be people listening who you will have given them confidence and you will have given them courage and you will have inspired them to maybe, maybe just start taking, a, 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 you know, a different direction in their life that they've been it thinking is, about. Yeah.
10: You've just got to be happy, haven't you? You've got to be happy with yourself. And these few days I've seen the other part of me. <laughs> And I'll tell you what the other part of me is more of a drunken party animal than I am.
2: There you go. <laughs> Tony, g- give us—you know—if you feel up to it, give us a call after Halloween and let us know how it goes if it goes. And uh, we've got our fingers crossed. And I wish you the best of luck, man. Thank you so much. Oh, thanks a lot. Cheers. Cheers, Tony. Bye bye. Wow! Flipping heck! What? What an amazing call! What an amazing call! What an amazing roller coaster! Tony's been through in the last few months. Well, the last few years, it sounds like, the last few months in particular. How... Well, no, brave is the right word. Brave is the right word. To, to step out at nearly 50 years old in a completely different mindset and physicality and say, actually, do you know what? This is me now.
3: I'm seeing, to be honest, I think I, I don't know whether I'm just more aware of it because it's talked about more, but I'm seeing more and more trans people mm. or, or people who are... Dressing and you know don't necessarily know what label they're putting on yeah. themselves and, and it's none of my business. But I'm seeing it a lot more. And whereas in the past, yeah, it was it. It was the sort of thing people used to laugh about. Oh, like well, I have done on nice Saturday afternoon. Yeah. Um. You know, two Ronnies and stuff. You'd people would yeah. laugh about it, right? Yeah. But now I think, yeah, you know, I've certainly got more of an understanding. And now when I see someone dressing and you know living the best life, I always think, well, you go for it. i'm I wish I was that brave in some of my decisions, you know?
2: Sandra and Lou, stay there. We'll come to you in a bit. 0344 499 What a show this is tonight. This is Talk Radio. The Wild Man of Late Night Radio.
0: The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have
2: ways of making you talk. Oh, 03, can you stop wafting,
3: please? Don't you ever make that chilli again?
2: It's gone um, straight to my bottom. I'm
3: eating it again. Oh. How can the air be chewy? Seriously, the things I go through for this show...
2: OK, well, you lost us a guess last night because you couldn't work out the time difference in America. So but I isn't... gained
3: them for today, so... Well, things and roundabouts. No, it's not.
2: You didn't gain them for today. You got a guess that you, you lost I didn't yesterday. Lose
3: them. I, I, I misplaced didn't...
2: them. <laughs> Let's go to Sandra. Good evening, Sandra. How are you? I'm um, all right, thank you, Sandra. A little bit windy if I'm completely honest.
8: <laughs> yeah, I'm not alright. <laughs> but
2: um but, but uh, we're fine. What can we do for you tonight, Sandra? Oh, I don't know how
13: to follow that phone call. That was amazing. Wouldn't it? It's something oh yeah. I mean, as talk talk song, always would not you make it celebrated,
2: eh? Well that's it, you know, as I get older and realise that I'm I am more than likely over mm-hmm. halfway through my life. Imagine. Over halfway through my life, right? It's all downhill from here. Um, I, I, if I want to, if, if there's things I've not done, I better start doing them soon. Otherwise, I'm going to get to 80 and think. Oh man! There's
3: Something I wish you'd stop doing. <laughs> well,
2: shut up, Catrin! I'm trying to be philosophical with my good friend Sandra, who's called in, and you're making fart jokes. I'm so sorry, Sandra. Anyway, what have you called in for tonight? Right, right,
13: okay. Can I get us into the Halloween spirit a little bit?
2: Oh, mate. Well, hang on a minute. Let me help, let me just help you for a second. Um, uh... What are you beefing on about? No, no, that's not it. Hang on a second. Here we go. Here is the Halloween spirit. Away, away you go. Away you go, Whoa. Sandra.
13: Okay, right. I was down in Liverpool at the weekend with my boys yeah. to see the Giants. And it was in a hotel. What the Giants? A hotel? American football? Yeah, the big... No, no, no. The no. big 90-foot Giants.
2: Hang on what, a minute. Hey, what, wait, there's a 90, there's 90-foot Giant? I know that there's apparently, because I've heard yeah. it on Howard Hughes' show, there's a street that's got a time portal in, and that's, there's loads of recorded incidences of people walking down this street and disappearing through time. I know that as so a fact. I know that is a well, fact. Anyway. But I don't know about the 90-foot giants. <laughs>
13: well, anyway, it was a thing in Liverpool at the weekend, an and event. Yeah. So we went down to Liverpool and stayed in a hotel. I won't mention the name, OK? OK. But it's well known. And it was built the same year as the Titanic. Yeah. And I saw a ghost for the first time in my
2: life. Oh, come on, mate. Get, get, let's get to the meeting and two veg. This is incredible. Oh, well, tell me about oh. the ghost. What, what, what happened?
13: Well, OK, it's a very old hotel, it's 1912, the same year as the Titanic was yeah, built. Yeah, um, um So the first night I stayed there, 3 o'clock in the morning, someone knocked on the door, and our hotel door, and I, I answered the door and I thought, mm, nobody was there. And I thought, someone's got the wrong door. Yeah. So I went back to bed. The next morning at 3 o'clock, the same thing happened. Oh, mate. But I open. Listen, listen, Ian. i opened the I opened the door, and and I looked down the corner, and there was this guy, and he was dressed in Victorian clothing—a long sort frock coat. It was purple, and he had a hat on, and he was going in the corner, and I was freaked out. You know what I mean? I had chills. I had chills, um, and I asked the hotel staff the next day and explained this person has been seen. Yeah, it's a real thing.
2: You know, that was a ghost. Well, hang on. what well, okay. Let me just let me just um, do how Howard Hughes never does, and let me question you about this. How? Because I've been in hotels before, mm-hmm. and I've had knocks on the door at three o'clock in the morning, and it's quite often it's drunk people mm-hmm. coming back, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Oh, give a shabazz, us a bars, horses in the ah, oh, smash <laughs> on the door," and so they bang on the doors, and you you wake up, and I never open the door because I don't want to get murdered. Um, mm-hmm. But but you actually got up and you opened the door.
13: Mm, I did. Yeah.
2: And it was a Victorian gentleman in a purple coat.
13: Well, he was far away. He was going down the corner, of um, the hallway, um, just walking down. I just saw the back of him. Yeah. Um, Sounds like Willy
2: Wonka. Shush, hmm? shush, <laughs> Willy Wonka. Yeah,
13: but apparently, um, he's apparently this hotel has a number of ghosts in it, and this is someone who people have reported seeing.
2: Well, hang on, what's the name of the hotel? I think it's, I'm allowed to say it. Well, say it. you can. Here's the, I love it when people go. Am I allowed to make? As long as you're not saying that they, they, you know, they killed you and poisoned you. Yes, you oh, can say no, the name of no, no. them. Yeah,
13: the Adelphi Hotel. Oh, the Adelphi. Mm-hmm. Very, yeah, it's, yeah, it's really cheap. It's cheap. Yeah, it's very all, historic so like, hotel. Yeah, yeah. Oof.
2: And they yeah. had. And so you went down the next day, mm-hmm. and you asked them. You said, "I've seen a." I've seen something. The Britannia yeah. Adelphi. Mm-hmm, yes. Right. Uh, hang on a second. Let me give them a little call.
3: Adelphi named as most haunted hotel in the UK, according to oh, Liverpool Echo. Oh, my goodness.
13: Mm-hmm. Just need to go there.
2: Yeah, I need to go there. Me, I'm going to phone them up. I'm going to phone them up. Let's let's have a little chat. I mean, We'll see if we can get someone. There might be, there'll be someone on the. Welcome
13: to the Adelphi Hotel. Oh. Calls are charged at 13
8: pence per minute. I'm not paying. Plus your chosen company's access charge. I'm not paying. Calls are recorded for training and quality <laughs> We're purposes. recording
2: it as well for spooky purposes
8: Please listen carefully to all the following options oh,
2: can you do this Sam
8: If you have an existing reservation for up to 9 bedrooms what? press 1 9 To make a new reservation <laughs> for up to 9 bedrooms nine? press 2 For reservations of 10 I'm bedrooms get more, about Snow White again. press 3 For <laughs> <To laughs> conference or banqueting inquiries press 4 For directions or to speak to the hotel directly Press 5.
2: Forget, press 5 oh, for a sound, because I can't stuff. do it this side. So you press oh, sorry, you press 5 for a sound and let us know when you have. We haven't got touch screen. Touch, uh, <laughs> we're there. OK, here we go. We
14: Welcome to the Britannia Adelphi Hotel. Okay. <coughs> Please <coughs> listen carefully and choose from the following oh, options. Oh, sweet Lord. Press 1 for reservations. Press 2 for conference and events.
2: Press 3 for ghosts.
14: Friday, 9 to 5. Press three for the sales department. Monday to Friday, nine to five. Oh, man. Press four for finance. Monday to Friday. Press one nine for a Sam. five.
2: Press one for a sound, please. I'm actually getting scared. You want someone to answer to go hello. Here we go. This is it now.
5: Thank you for calling Central Reservations. How can I help you?
2: Hello, yeah, my name is Ian Lee. I'm calling from Talk Radio. Uh, we're on Talk Radio now. We've heard great things about your hotel. One of my callers, Sandra, is, is is just phoned in to say that she stayed at your hotel, had a great time, but that she... And this, is, this might sound ridiculous, but that she thinks she saw a Victorian ghost... Have have you heard, do you get many of your your, um, people staying there saying they've seen ghosts?
5: Well, I can't help you on that because I'm actually based at the hotel. Oh no! Yeah. Oh no! So, <laughs> on that, I mean, I've, I've heard it said. Really? But um, well, I can't. I can't comment further than that, unfortunately. Okay, but that, but that's we the need kind. To speak to the hotel direct.
2: Well, we, we, we might give a call, but but that's kind of the rumor going around the the the, the business. Is it that the Adelphi in Liverpool might be haunted?
5: I, I can't comment as to whether it actually is or not. Mm. You know, there may be rumours going round. Wow. I can't confirm more deny that right. either.
2: OK. Hey, listen, man, nice one. Thank <laughs> you very much for your time. I really um, appreciate it. You take care, then. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. So I love that. I, I can't say it definitely is haunted. Yeah,
12: because
2: it's... Shut up! <laughs> but there are rumours. Oh, so, all right. Do you I'm know what, Sandra?
13: You. What's it? It's the It is Britain's... The state, um, overlook... You should have a ghost, a ghost nightmare, I tell
2: you. Okay, oh. well, well, Catherine's a little bit more sceptical and closed-minded than you and I, Sandra. <laughs> We're open to alternatives. If anyone has, st- has stayed at the Adelphi in Liverpool and had the willies, put up them oh three four four. Mm-hmm.
3: Do you want to hear the story from the Echo?
2: Yeah, go on. one Adel- thousand
3: Adelphi named as most haunted hotel in the God. UK. Oh my goodness! Would you make a booking here?
2: Booking. Why are you doing it in Scottish accent? No,
3: well they would say that in English. You're saying booking. You, they've, said, boo, they've written boo.
2: Boo. Because right, well, we're going to go to the news in mean. a minute. You're terrible with the times. Well, I'm still loading. We'll com- come back after. No, because we're going to talk to the cunny lingers people.
3: Well, we could mix them both together, can't we? <laughs> oh,
2: <right>. Hey, Sandra, <laughs> listen, it's nice to talk to you. Thank you for that. Yeah. We'll see if anyone else has had a spooky experience. Let's go to Lou. Good evening, Lou.
14: Good evening. How are the both of you? Good,
2: thank you, Lou. What have you got for us tonight, please? Good. Um,
14: I just want to tell you about whenever my son told me that uh, he was bisexual. Oh, yeah, go on. Just with the conversations that you were having just a while ago. Um, He's 17 now. Um, He has Asperger's, so things can be a bit difficult for him. Yeah. But when he was 15, um, he was walking out the door. And he just stopped, he stuck his head around it, and he just came out with it. Boom. He said, I'm bisexual. I sort of, you know, I just looked at him and went, and? You know, like, so what? And he kind of looked a wee bit confused, you know, I think he thought.
2: He was waiting for some kind of backlash.
14: Yeah. And you know, he, he walked back in and, you know, stood in stood in front of me and at the time, you know, I was I was with my ex partner at the time. Yeah. And I sort of said to him, you know, and so what? i s I'll call him Kay. Um you know, I says, Kay, I don't care if you're bisexual or or what you are. Yeah. All I care about is you know that you're happy. Yeah. That who you're with makes you happy. Um. That, you know, who you're with, that you're safe with them.
2: And that's you it. Know, I don't care. Who and you as bring a parent, home. surely, it, that's all. You know, even when I was younger, I, 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 you'd hear about someone telling their dad that they were gay, and they'd be kicked out. We've had calls from people who were kicked out of the house at fifteen because they were gay, and their dad was like, "I don't want a dirty queer living with me." And I've, ne- I just, I've never understood that, how you, as a parent, you could turn your back on, all I want for my boys is to be happy and safe and successful in, in, in whatever life they choose. That's all I want.
14: That's it. Like, he, went, he went over and he sat down on the sofa and we sort of, you know, we talked a wee bit more about it. And I said, you know, like, I'd like to think that you've been brought up, you know, as in how to treat your partner. And that goes for girl or boy. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter who you're with, you know, you know how to treat someone right. And I'd like to think that, you know, you would know how to let somebody treat you and not let somebody walk all over you.
2: And that's, Lou, I've got to go because we're late for the news. And that is, that's it. That's it. You know, respect. Respect. That's the word. It all boils down to respect. Thank you for that, Lou. Um, And excellent. Don't take this as a patronisation. Excellent mumming. And I don't mean as in a medieval group of theatrical performers wandering from town to town. I mean as in being a mother. 03444991000. Coming up after the news, Cunny Lingus.
0: Across the UK, online and on DAV. Take a far-out trip into the twilight zone of late-night radio with Ian Doo-Doo-Doo-Doo. Unmissable late-night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. The Late-Night Alternative with Ian Lee on
2: Talk Radio. Okay, so um, if you've got kids up... Uh, listening to this at five minutes past 12, then you're a terrible, terrible parent. And we're we going to inform social services. And also, if you're a kid listening to this, switch off. Because this is for, we're, we're now entering the blue zone. <laughs> Adults only.
3: What was it, the red triangle they used to show on? Yeah, 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 yeah,
2: I meant it's going to be a bit sexy, so you'd set your videos for that.
3: <laughs> um,
2: this is The Late Night Alternative, Ian Lee, Catherine Boyle, Monday to Friday on Talk Radio, download the app, listen on DAB. New DAB, is that me?
3: Yes, it was you. No,
2: it wasn't me, actually, Yeah, it mate. was, mine's off. Oh, it's because I downloaded some hooky videos. Um, uh, they've put up loads of new DAB transmitters, that's why we're getting new callers, ah. which is great. Now, Cunny... Um... <laughs>
3: My name's Catherine.
2: <laughs> Sorry, I do apologise, it's what I think of. Um... That's disrespectful. Sorry. Yeah. Tell me. So tell me who we're about to speak to and how they, how we ma- how the contact was made between them. Okay.
3: I mean. So yesterday when I was talking to uh, Holly Brooks, she'd, oh, written, yeah, yeah. she'd written an article yep. about um, sex and disability and yep. how they're not mutually exclusive, and I noticed that some someone liked our conversation and they had an intriguing name, yes. and it was Cunny underscore Me. Yeah. So of course I clicked on it. And uh, I saw something quite extraordinary, and uh, I sent it straight to you, didn't I? And said, "Look at this flipping heck, look at this. Yeah. It's a Kickstarter yeah. for a sex toy with a difference,
2: it, or as we could call it a lick starter. Or some people, <laughs> some people called it a clit starter, which in, it, it actually is. In many so ways. it's it's well, let's get. We've got the inventors. Uh, 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 are they there? We've got um, Alison and Satiris, who are in America. Good evening, good afternoon to both of you. How are you doing? Hello.
15: Hi, we're doing great. Um, nice to talk to you. Guys. It's
2: nice to talk to you. I can only apologise for Catherine's awful Sloppy misunderstanding of international time <laughs> zones. I'm really glad we got to talk to you. No, not an issue. Um, t- so tell us about Cunny. What What is it, man? We love it. We love the idea of it. What, but what for our listeners? What is it?
15: <laughs> Cunny is the first smart oral sex toy. It's a clitoral stimulating toy that moves like an actual tongue. So it can do anything on the X and Y axis. You could, it could even spell the alphabet. Wow. And it's the first <laughs> toy that moves like a human being can. So whatever you like from the toy, you can also get from a partner. And that's what we're emphasizing here, is pleasure should not just be... Um, you should be able to get it with yourself, but also get that same level of satisfaction with a partner if you so
6: choose.
2: Now, so here's the thing, right? So is it... Um... Uh, vibrators, obviously, you can use as as a couple and you can use as a solo thing. Is this like a a self-masturbation toy or is this to to be used between, you know, a a couple and... You kind of mark it as a learning tool almost.
15: Yeah, absolutely. While vibrators are great and so effective, it can be used in a couple or by yourself, what you like from a vibrator, you can't... Actually, get from a couple. I can't be like, "Hey, babe, can you vibrate harder?"
2: Yeah, that—that that is the—that's the one trick. That's the. She's right. That's the one trick. I cannot make my penis vibrate. <laughs>
3: You're not trying hard enough. <laughs> <yet. laughs>
2: Need more up there.
3: No, they're a great
15: addition, but sometimes they can replace the need for us to learn about our own bodies and learn about, you know, have our partner learn about our bodies. So we call Kani a learning tool yeah. because you can use it solo, but with our app, you can customize any emotions you like, save them. You oh. can send them to your partners as a gift. So they kind of have a visual learning tool.
6: Okay.
15: Um, we even have a guide for people's language. So when you want to talk, when you want to talk to your partner about these kind of tricky subjects sometimes, um, you need a little bit of help. We guide you through the process. Um, you answer a few questions and we can suggest language and techniques to explore with your partner and kind of get through to them without offending them.
4: Um, no, and
2: yeah, go on, sorry.
4: Yeah. And, and we're trying to build in functionality where it it can be controlled remotely. So you're, the the person's partner could be at a distance with a secondary app and then they can kind of control from a distance hey, This is so, amazing um,
2: this is genius so well, it, potentially the partner could be on the <laughs> other side of the world and you could be on the phone and with your app you're kind of you' you're pleasuring your partner with your tongue almost is
4: that what you're saying? Essentially yes Wow it has it has the potential for that um
2: now listen you two you, you, you two are a couple is that right? Uh, husband and wife. Husband and wife. Oh, I didn't realize. You. Okay, well, well, fantastic. So, is th- I, I, all right. I might ask something that's inappropriate, and if I do, just tell me to jog on. But I, I, I've seen some of your videos. I kind of, <laughs> I kind of get the, thi- the, the the idea that I could ask anything. So, satirist, <laughs> is this based on your poor? <laughs> wow. No, and what? what how, can, are you any good at this, satirist, or is this to fill in a you know a gap in your relationship? Is what I'm asking.
4: Um, I'm so good at it. I thought I'd have to bring it to the world. (laughs) uh, (laughs) Excellent answer.
2: So how did you two come? What was the conversation then when you two were like, is it over dinner? Is it in bed? You're going, hmm, I've got a great idea, darling. How about this?
15: (laughs) It was actually while we were shopping for sex toys together. Oh, God. So um, in my previous relationship, it was very loving, but it was almost sexless. Like right. we were completely physically um, incompatible. And it was really refreshing to be with Satiris, who was so like attentive to my pleasure. I'll back him up on his claims. He's like 10 out of 10. Yes, Satiris! Uh,
12: yeah, he's a very it, brother.
15: linguist. <laughs> 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 uh, so when we got to the sex story, uh, sex store together he's a product designer and he's always looking for these gaps in the market and he said have you noticed how a lot of these toys are the same iterations of like vibrating silicon shapes and there's not a ton of innovation in this multi-billion dollar market so we got to talking about my favorite way to orgasm which is through cunnilingus and how there isn't a toy that kind of accurately um creates that sensation and on top of that even if we were to get it from a toy, why can't we get it from human interactions? Don't we deserve that? There's this huge oral sex gap where where 80% of women say they enjoy it and only 40% regularly wow. receive it um, from their partners. See,
2: now, so listen, I, I, I saw your stats, of. right? And that's the thing I don't understand. Because, you know, all right, right, let's it, it's, it's 11 minutes past 12. We're going there. It is my favorite <laughs> thing to do when I'm with a woman, even beyond like the, yes! penetra- even beyond penetrative sex. I- I lo- wh- why would anyone <laughs> not want to go down there and do that? That's the most fun.
15: <laughs> I know there are several reasons. Um, and, you know, a significant reason is sometimes the woman doesn't allow their partner to go down on them. It's seen as a very, very intimate act, okay. and that's due to shame. That's kind of, We've kind of been socialized. Um, if you're socialized as a woman, we have this built-in shame around our bodies, okay, around yeah. maybe the odors and tastes, and there's just not a lot of dialogue around it.
2: That's incredible. I I find that incredible. I'm embarrassed because I'm with Catherine, who's my producer and also my best friend, and I don't want to get. I I don't want to I don't want to ask you anything that because I don't want to cross any lines or anything.
3: Oh, for God's sake! I've got two children. (laughs) (laughs) My lines have been crossed several times. Um, But you're right. I mean, I think for a lot of women, especially, um, I would say maybe a generation younger than mine, who have had. They've grown up kind of in the era of internet pornography and women looking a certain way and feeling like you're never going to match up to that, right? And assuming that everyone looks like yeah. that. So there are a lot of women who just go, "Oh God, I, I, I'm probably hideous. I don't want him to see that," you know. And and it's and it's not true. And for for a guy, I I've yet to meet a guy who got to that point and then went, "Oh, actually, forget it. That's that's horrible." <laughs> You know, I think if they're already in that mood, they're going to go there, aren't they? Um, I have had men tell me that uh, that
15: I should shower beforehand, <gasps> no. and they did not do me the same service. Wow. Uh, they absolutely did do me the same service. Wow. Yeah, luckily, I had to be comfortable enough in myself to know that that wasn't my bad. Was it their was their absolutely theirs. Yeah. yeah.
2: Um, yeah. Tiris, have you two always been able to talk very openly about sex and what the other person wants? Because I, you know, you're British like like me, I think, and, and um, yes. a lot of the Brits are kind of reserved. And in my 20s and in my, a lot of my 30s, I would be too embarrassed... To say to my partner, so what is it you like? What do you want to do? What's going to make you come? What is, what is the, do you like this? Do you not like this? You know, as, as I'm older, in my 40s now, I, I, I feel a lot more confident. And
3: actually, as a woman, as a younger woman, I've put up with things that weren't particularly nice because yeah. I just think I don't want to hurt his feelings.
2: Yeah. I, I, now I feel more confident about saying, do you like this? I, I can feel that I've not quite got this right. Where should I be? Um, have you always been good satirist at, at kind of saying you know having verbal communication about this sort yeah. of stuff?
4: I, I obviously it varies for everybody, but for me personally, I've always been quite comfortable with kind of open <laughs> communication and trying to trying to figure out and learn what that par- partner wants and what works for them. Um, maybe it's the way my mind works, but I like to kind of. Figure stuff out, and
3: um, you're an engineer. All of that, <laughs> right? Yeah. So the the
4: <laughs> the the, the, sh- the quickest way and the shortcut is just asking people and trying to, to be to, uh, to be open to it. Yeah. But um, to be honest, I think a big thing as well is like being able to check your ego at the door. And yeah. so a lot of men like to think they're sort of they've got it all figured out. It's all down pat. What works for one person will work for everybody. Yeah. But in reality, there's such such variety and and such a difference of what works for certain people and we really tried to bring that back into the toy as well so with the app you can trace out any pattern you want yeah which means the the toy can move in an alf- almost infinite number of ways and so it can really be tailored towards each user's own preferences
2: does it actually, how how much like a tongue does it actually feel like cuz a tongue is um that's a strange old thing to try and replicate. How close is it? And don't don't oh, give me the sales yeah. pitch. Come on, give me the facts. No, no,
4: no. No, it's an incredibly hard <laughs> organ to replicate. It has. It's comprised of, like, five different muscle sets. You've got lots of different, like, uh, layers of texture and um, hardness. So what we've got is actually three materials that make up the tongue tip. Yeah. So you've got a... Sort of two two different types of silicon that give it this kind of like nice softer feel, but then it's got a sort of slightly firmer inner core, and so you can still kind of apply a certain level of purchase to it. Right. Um, and then with the with the movement, it can move in both the X and the Y axis, and so you've got actually a really wide range of shapes and patterns it can move through, and then you couple that with the with the speed. Element so you can like make it go faster, slower, and and so obviously it's challenging to get it 100% like a real tongue. But compared to anything else out there on the market, I we believe it's a a massive leap forward.
15: We've had five people beta test uh, alpha test it, and they said it was quite tongue like. The only thing (laughs) that it's not able to replicate at the moment is the feeling of a broad tongue, you know, when you make it very flat and soft.
2: Yes, that's my um, little trick.
3: Are you concerned at all that there going are going to, to be at a at lot man? of men with lockjaw trying to replicate some of these moves? <laughs>
2: <laughs> that is the thing, man. If you do after too long, your tongue aches and you just like I can't, uh, I can't do it anymore. Help me have a break. Well, can
15: I just say? Um, I think that's a bit of a myth. When you people who get lockjaw and who have tired tongues most likely just start out super hot and heavy, yeah. Yeah. and eighty percent of the work. Back me up here, Kat. Catherine, like eighty percent of the work is done in the lead-up. You want to be yeah. really rearing to go by the time you even touch a vulva. <laughs> it's
2: so true. Why are we bringing cars into it? I don't understand <laughs> what cars have got to do with it. Okay.
3: So, so what's the deal? You've got you've got this you've got this Kickstarter. How close are you to making it happen? And 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 what happens when you know? How many will be able to put out there? Are you, are you have you got a, a decent kind of manufacturing thing ready? Are you ready to take over the world? Should Rampant Rabbit be worried?
4: um we're we're halfway through um our funding goal at the moment so uh we're we're getting closer by the day um but we need more support more backers more more awareness around this and i think one of the biggest challenges so far with this kind of taboo subject is just getting media coverage um because people are naturally reluctant to share especially on a social media um it, uh, isn't,
2: it isn't talked about, right? We talk about blowjobs all the time. Oh, blowjobs, blowies, you know. And you get j- jokes about <laughs> BJs all the time, man. And all kind of American sex comedies from the 70s onwards have been about blowjobs. And no one, you know, I, I, blowjobs are all right, but no one talks about <laughs> this. And you, you're right, you've you got the vibrators for the penetrative sex and the clitoral stimulation and all of that. But, but Cunning Lingus is a very... Uh, you know, it seems it, you're right. It feels like it's overlooked in the great um, uh, g- color palette of sexual activity we've got. So, if people want to get involved, um, guys, yes. you've got this Kickstarter. I've just tweeted your tweet. It's at Cunny C U N N I underscore me. Um, wh- 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 where do they go for the Kickstarter? What, what What are you asking for? What What is the What What's the aim?
4: Okay. Um, Our goal is to raise 50,000 US dollars and then they can just if you just Google Cunny, C-U-N-N-I one of the top links will be the the link to the Kickstarter page and then you can back us on there and even if you can't back us just sharing a link uh, on social media and to people you know would helps out immensely.
2: Okay, I'm going to ask a question that um I don't know. Maybe this is maybe this is where they hang up. Can a man use it on his bum? Oh my god! Well, no, I, you, because again,
4: interesting, interesting. You should say that. Um, we we may have some future plans for a uh, sister company called Remy. Called so, what? Called uh, what? Sorry, Remy. Remy. It yeah, really Got cunning.
2: Mate, this, listen. As soon as you so get speaking. that, as soon as you get that online, I'm I'm in with like five hundred dollars. What? <laughs> I'm in with like five because that is that's even more niche.
3: What the world needs now.
2: <laughs> I mean, seriously, you get, you get when you get Remy up. I'm I'm five hundred dollars. I'm in. Oh, um, amazing. I, 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 honestly, and I, we, we're having a laugh because it's funny. But I, 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 me and Kath think we, we've been watching all your videos. We think this is absolutely brilliant. We, we, we think you two come across so well in the videos. So to and speak. So, so, so steady on. Um, <laughs> I, and <laughs> Thank we, you. listen, we wish you the very best of luck. Would you keep in touch with us and let us know how it goes when you reach your goal, and uh, you know how progress is going and stuff. Yes, definitely. Wicked. Absolutely. Alison Satiris, it's so nice to talk to you. Thanks a lot. Amazing. Thanks so much. Take, Take care. Thank, thank you, you Ian. Catherine. <laughs> Thanks, thank Catherine. Thanks, bud. there we go. You say thank you to those guys. They were great. were <sighs> you say.
3: I want to see that in Dragon's Den.
2: Man alive. It's going to be in my den. <laughs> my cave.
3: We'll never see him again. You'll never see
2: it? <laughs> um, oh, they're good for them, man. And the thing is, you're making a sex toy that's for, for oral sex on a, on a woman Got have a, Imagine if they come on very well. We believe that, uh, but I still don't get why. You know, it's you know why why so many men. I get actually. I get why women are perhaps reluctant for men to go down there. Oh, get yeah, that. and there
3: are still women who don't want their husbands to look down when they're having babies because they think it's going to ruin the rest oh, of I, their lives.
2: I, I wasn't allowed down that end, but oh, but yeah. I, get, I, I get I get that. I get why some women. A significant number of women, perhaps, are, are embarrassed or ashamed or just afraid. Oh, I get that. But but men that say they don't want to do that, what the hell are you? What's going on, guys? Huh? You're not hungry? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, 03, the switchboard is empty. Um, so now would be a good time to. Um, I mean, this that's probably the 20 minutes that's going to get us the sack. Uh, they're circling. Oh, 0344 four, four, nine, nine, This is Talk Radio.
0: Across the UK, online and on DAB. The
2: Late Night Alternative, with Ian Lee
0: on Talk Radio.
2: Well, we the the show has gone from divorce, mental health, trans, cunnilingus. I don't know where we're going to go. We've got 37 minutes left. What have we got? We've covered everything! I can tell you about the ghosts in Liverpool if yeah, you want. Yeah, go on, let's have, let's have that. Oh, I forgot right. about the ghosts, yeah, go on.
3: But yeah, I was going to say to you as well, there's another reason why women are shy about allowing anyone down there. Yeah. It's because there's a whole industry built up surrounding us, telling us that we're not clean enough.
2: Well, you want to be clean, but then also men want to be clean around their dinkle. Exactly. You want to, exactly. be, clean. You want to exactly. be clean everywhere. But,
3: but, the, but the idea being that you oh, are less so. clean because you've got a. How oh, do you know flip. what?
2: That, do you know what? That's interesting, and I bet that's going to be a thing at some point, dick soap. I bet, I bet, get a dick wash. They should
3: make a special um, applicator.
2: Uh, they have its, um out of a the tube of Pringles <laughs> oh my God. and a rubber glove. Uh, a lot they? of
3: my friends have discovered that minty um, body wash.
2: I love minty body wash. It just makes you feel alive. But do you ah, know what?
13: Him waggling his
3: eyebrows yes, in mate. there.
2: But do you know what? I bet, because we, we, we saw, didn't we, uh, about months ago, an advert for, for soap for vaginas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we laughed and people phoned in and went, no, 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 that's been out for ages. Yeah, it is. And I, I bet um, dick soap's going to be the next thing. You want to? They're going to call it that? Well, no, but because... because um, They call it a cle- 20... cleanness. 20, <laughs> 20 um, uh, um 20 years ago there oh were ha- there were hardly any male grooming products here's the
3: thing and my granddad thought anyone who wore a uh, man who wore aftershave yeah yeah deodorant nah that's that. That's for effeminate men.
2: I remember twenty years ago, you could get a bit of moisturiser for men, but men that wore moisturiser. Whoa, what the hell is wrong with you? But now men are, 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 are almost up to speed. Probably, probably up to speed with women's yeah. with women's hygiene and grooming products. So if there's a soap, you know, as if you need a specific soap for your vagina, then there's there's going to be a, there's going to be, be a, anything
3: up
8: there, there's going to be, be a, there's
2: going to be a dick wash. That's got to be the next thing you want. You want your balls and your peanut, you want your penis and your helmet to be <laughs> um, nice and clean, then you need this. Di- and I will do the adverts for it.
3: Oh, God. I will do I, the I don't adverts. think it's your market.
2: Um, they want
3: someone who's like a Ken doll down there.
2: Uh, sh- no, they don't. They want someone. The Ken dolls are smooth. Exactly. Yes, exactly.
3: Anyway, ghosts. Yes. Give me the music.
2: Yeah. Oh, you want the, um... Uh, yeah, sure, here we go. Here's the ghost. Ladies let's take, and gentlemen. Let, let's the change ghost, gears now, everyone. The ghost music. Okay. Bring it. No. No, okay. we've we done go. that. Here we go, ghost music. There we go. No. No? No. You know?
3: It's not, a, it's not a... No.
2: OK, let's try.
3: No, it's not sad.
2: OK. Spooky. Shaddy Spooky. I have to say this because he's a friend of mine. Oh. Ian Lee yeah. is amazing. Thank uh, you. Flipping out. Oh, I, I know
10: the music. Sorry, I'm, I'm not I'm not I'm not thinking it's because I'm so late. Here we go. <laughs> Right. That's the actual sound of the con. I need a favour.
2: I need you to speak on this microphone. <laughs> Why? Because um, the video won't have recorded. You need to make noise on that microphone. Right. So that I can. Um, oh God, really? Yes. Because otherwise, this camera won't activate. Does it activate?
3: Boom, oh. boom, boom.
2: Okay, here we go. Well, you know, but, but don't make noise on that way. Will this camera activate? Okay, because this is what I want to show. Okay, this is this is it.
10: You won't know what we were doing there, dear listener, but you'll see the video tomorrow
2: and it will make perfect sense. I'm going viral on my tongue! You should keep that clean. Yes, mate, what you got? Go on, give us, give us a... Spooky, um, spooky... Seriously, though, that would be a good oh, sound
3: effect for that. Yeah,
2: it would be. Um, what are you beefing on, Abel? Here we go.
3: A Liverpool hotel has been named as the most haunted in the UK by a paranormal expert. Oh, yeah. Who I tweeted
5: earlier on. Here we go.
3: The Adelphi Hotel on Ranler Street has been named most haunted hotel in Britain by supernatural investigator and author Tom Sleeman. Who even claims he's seen some of the hotel's supernatural guests himself. Oh, yeah. By the way, this is from the Liverpool Echo. We're talking about Liverpool. He
2: said, <laughs> What? <laughs> I'm being helpful. No, that was me not. being helpful. You, that was a little just, addendum. You just And you actually just did a facial impression of me. You went, What? <laughs>
4: what? That's what I do. <laughs> what?
2: Well, maybe you're copying me. What? Don't blame you. What?
4: <laughs> Copy you.
3: He said, the Adelphi, in my humble opinion, is the most haunted hotel in the UK and some incredibly strange incidents have gone on in both the present Adelphi and the one that stood there before it in Victorian times. Oh. I often gave talks in the hotel's Sefton Suite and was unaware that this suite is an exact copy of the Titanic's
2: first-class we... smoking lounge. Do we know that he's from Liverpool? Yeah. Okay
3: built by the same craftsmen hired by the White Star line during one talk there was standing room only and I and many other people saw three men standing at the far end of the room who were dressed as naval officers with white caps and dark jackets with the braiding
2: the braiding the braiding, the braiding bunch
3: the middle officer, who looked about 60, had a white beard and stood about five feet, seven or eight. And the trio were there one moment and gone the next. And there were gasps of shock when this trinity of ghosts vanished.
2: Oh, yeah. <gasps> I look, so he was giving a talk about ghosts. Yeah, and he saw a trinity ghosts, of ghosts. Some ghosts came to watch his talk about ghosts and then everyone saw them yeah. and then they vanished. Yeah. That sounds like bollocks. Well, we can talk to him about it when he comes on the show. Second question, can I use it on a man's bum? Tom added, I was later
3: told by a member of staff that you could use it on a man's bum. <laughs> <laughs> no, not You're really. I'm joking. And... You won't get any of the, You won't get that on Tom Snorbrick. No. I don't think he can do scouts. No. I was later told by a member of staff that the ghosts were those of Captain Edward Smith do. of the Titanic and two unidentified officers.
2: Hang on, why would the ghost of the Titanic be in Liverpool?
3: Uh Because it sailed from Liverpool?
2: Uh Did it sink in Liverpool? All No. So, ghosts go back to dry land, do they?
3: They hang about. Who knows what they do? I don't know why they're always on the stairs like they've forgotten something.
2: I wonder if there's like loads of bits of the sea that's haunted, like underwater. Yeah. Okay, fine. Sky as well, a bit. Okay, fine.
3: Remember that invisible plane on Howard Hughes? Yes, I do. I've got that somewhere, yeah. <laughs> one of my favourite things that ever got said on Howard Hughes, I would love to see an invisible plane.
2: Hang on. this. got the
3: problem with that, guys. Hang
2: on a minute. I, let, let me, just play, on, let me just play one clip of that. Hang on a second. Grab pussy. There we go. That was it. Right, yeah, carry on.
3: <laughs> the present Adelphi was built the year the Titanic went down, yeah. 1912, and subsequently attracted well-to-do passengers due to travel to America on cruise liners from Liverpool. That answers your question, Ian Lee.
2: It doesn't actually. A
3: spokesperson for Britannia Hotels, who owns the Adelphi, has confirmed they have been reports of ghosts in the hotel by staff for a number of years. They said it wouldn't surprise me if it was all true. Over the no- over the years, a few members of staff have reported seeing a grey lady in a Victorian style dress in the basement. That's
2: you. You, we were there, you were there, were you? Because you, I'm not finished. This is a nice little grey lady in, in in silly old clothes. It was you, was it, Kath?
3: You don't know how grey I am in the basement. We've also had reports of somebody hanging out of a window in the Crosby room. And when everyone went to check, the window was
2: locked. The David Crosby room, wow. Mm-hmm.
3: I've not personally seen anything, but it is no, the oldest... Ghosts don't exist. ...oldest hotel in Liverpool, so I wouldn't be at all surprised. Yeah. There you go. Okay, Proof.
2: Well, Oh, that story... Oh, here we go. Oh, oh, Other oh. spooky
3: sightings at the Adelphi, according again to Tom Sleeman.
2: Okay, let's Who get... writes
3: about haunted Liverpool.
2: Sleeman Brothers, yes.
3: Raymond Brown, a 15-year-old page boy who died after becoming trapped in the baggage room lift of the Adelphi Hotel in August 61. Yeah. His ghost, resplendent in his cap and uniform, has even picked up the luggage of guests and carried it off to various rooms and corridors before
2: vanishing. Well, that's not true. Still, it gets you out of a tip.
3: Here we go. Here's another one. This, this'll this be you. <sighs> This sounds like a pervert ghost. An unknown whistler in the lift of the hotel who often breathes down the neck of guests and sometimes taps them on the shoulder. But with what? George. I, sh-
2: George I'm whistling. I
3: know. George, a man in a tuxedo with a toothbrush moustache.
2: Oh, hang on. Dave says this sounds an awful like, lot like the Scouse lady who calls yes word or S word.
3: Oh, well, they do sound similar.
2: Hmm.
3: Maybe the, maybe the neighbours. George, a man in a tuxedo with a toothbrush moustache who calls to members of the public from a, a certain window moustache. in the Brownlow hillside of the hotel. Apparently he committed suicide at the Adelphi sometime in the 30s. Again, if he committed suicide, why would he still be hanging out the window?
2: Well, because his spirit has not been released to yeah, go he to heaven. He's been
3: quite jolly, I mean, though. I if you
2: commit suicide, you can't go to heaven. Well, that's Everyone what they say. That.
3: Finally, an identified female pickpocket ghost who's been seen rifling through guests' clothes and belongings in the early hours... She always disappears into thin air when challenged.
2: So this is, um... Ooh. So from a Howard Hughes' show, the other spooky thing I know about it is there is a street that has a time portal in it and, it's, and a t- it causes time slips and several people, including a copper, they never lie. Never. He fell down the stairs. Including a copper, have walked down the street in, like, the 1990s Mm-hmm and suddenly found themselves in, like, the 1800s. What? And they're like, shit, what the... Hang on a minute, whoa, what is this? And then they go back the other way, and they come back into the present what, day. What, like
3: goodnight, sweetheart?
2: Yeah. let we'll take a quick break. You Google time-slip in Liverpool Street, and then we'll speak to Nigel in Maidstone. The Late Night Alternative, with Ian Lee, on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. You found it, haven't you? Mm. Let's speak to Nigel, and then we're going to find out about the time-slip... In Liverpool, if you've slipped through time in Liverpool, um, 0344 499 1000. You ever seen a ghost, Nigel? you ever seen a ghost, Nigel? you
3: ever seen a Nigel?
2: Ew. You ever Hello? seen a ghost, Nigel? Hello? You ever seen a ghost, Nigel? Oh, sorry, I,
16: I, I was just putting my shirt on and I thought I, there was an no, advert wasn't finished yet.
2: Have you I... ever seen a ghost, Nigel?
16: No, I haven't, no.
2: Thanks very much. What have you got for us tonight?
16: I would have just rung in to, to, to have a chat, really. Aye. Because I haven't rung in for a
2: while. We're, we're, we're having a bit of a spooky show tonight. It's been a little yeah, bit when naughty. Is, Saturday, is it? On Sunday? Uh, no. no, it's not until next week. No, no, no. It's oh. ne- no, it's next week. Not, no, it's not. It's the week after the next. It's the mm. week. So, so the week Saturday is the 27th. Yeah. Three it, Wednesdays away. It's ages away.
3: Oh, is it? Well, still st- they still
16: started selling things in the shops already. The oh. pound shop, yeah, they do yeah. though, don't they? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna. I, I think... don't like a lot of it. I think it's creepy. All these skeletons hanging up.
2: I love skeletons by my chimney.
16: Well, I know it's just upsetting when my mum's died. That's all. Well, um,
2: yeah, I mm. can. I guess I can understand that.
16: There's that way of looking at it, you know. There is, the dead,
2: you know. Well, there is. But I like Halloween. Mm. I'm gonna get a little pumpkin. Get yeah, my, and have have some sweeties. Although I live on a you know on a, a street in the middle of nowhere, so I don't think I'm going to get I'll any. i come
16: knocking. You come knocking. I've been busy, Ian.
2: Okay, that's that conversation done. Yeah, Fine.
16: Yeah, I, I've um I've been going through Mum's clothes, and there's a couple of coats that I could wear that she she just bought for herself. It's all tying up. Yeah, it's like Parker. Tony
2: from earlier.
16: You know, like a Parker coat. Yeah, with the the, the goggles on the front. The boggles on the front.
2: Oh, it's the toggles.
16: That, like they used to wear on the um in the on the, on the
2: scooters the toggles not the, yeah, bo- like, like the boggles the, that's a word game scooter.
16: You know that film that was on the telly? Quadrophenia. Um, yeah, Quadrophenia. So I can wear that jacket, and there's also another coat that fits me all right. Beautiful. As well. That's all right, isn't it? So I'm going to make use of Mum's clothes to the, tonight. I've pushed, the, I've made a, more room in the front room. I've pushed the settee right back against the wall, yeah. and I've I've altered all the cushions. and I've put three Miley Cyrus cushions on the top of the settee to brighten the room up. So I've got these Miley Cyrus cushions.
2: Okay. So
16: I mean, Mum wouldn't have them in there before, but as I'm on no, the, she had she had taste. You know, it makes the room brighter. Yeah. Oh, you know, I've, I've been, just been... i just started talking to, um, on Facebook, to uh, Billy Ray Cyrus. No, you and, haven't. No, to tell him a bit about myself on his page.
2: No, you it. haven't been yeah. speaking to him.
16: No, not speaking to him, just um, uh, making conversation on his page.
2: And has he responded?
16: No, they don't, because I've got so many
2: people, haven't It's unlikely he'll ever... um, I've just got to say this, mm, man, because I've got my... Your best interests are... It's unlikely he'll ever see it, but that's nice that you feel you can message... You can put messages on his Facebook
16: page. One of my my Facebook friends has put a message on there um, saying that because I... I said, I like Miley Cyrus so much that I deserve to have Miley Cyrus in my life. That's a me- and he- that's from one of my best friends on Facebook. That's a nice thing for him to say,
2: isn't it? I don't know what it means.
16: He said that I deserve to have her as a friend in my life, Miley no. Cyrus, after losing mum and all that okay. business. Well,
2: you know? yeah. not really the way it works. But... Everybody deserves happiness. Everyone you know, I, deserves I, I to be like happy.
16: I mean, I would like to meet her, obviously, because yeah. I'm such a big fan. And uh, she knows that
2: probably. I prefer Taylor Swift. Um, I'm 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 about to go through a Taylor Swift phase, I think. I'm gonna get myself some you? Taylor Swift out now she's I've seen her dressed as than a... Miley though.
16: She's she, about
2: twenty, I think. No, she's older than twenty. She's got to be about twenty seven now, twenty eight, no, I'm going to say.
16: no no, she was younger than Miley. Um,
2: well maybe she's, she's grown older than her. Then. hang on a second. How old is Taylor Swift Taylor Swift is older than twenty two? Oh. Catherine?
16: She's twenty eight.
2: Twenty eight.
16: Well um, uh, but in the, in the video, in the film when she's with Miley, she looks
2: young, younger than well, Miley. I bet they
16: both look younger, not they? How old is Miley? Mm. 26, that's all.
2: Well, she's younger than Taylor.
3: Yeah, yeah. She's 25.
16: No, I um, Ian... I can't
2: believe, I yeah, can't believe Nigel's sorry. picking me up want, for liking well, her. Have you, you got
16: anything that? you could use on my YouTube to play tonight? Any songs that you can pick not up? Not to, Nigel's. To, the Joker. Not, to,
2: not tonight, I haven't. No. No. No.
16: Um, I would like to sing live if I could, but not it's a bit late now because it's late, isn't it? You could whisper eight? a song um I'd rather ring up earlier enough, uh, maybe tomorrow you, night you ring ring up, you ring, we'll up
2: you ring up whenever you want to ring up if
16: I, if I ring up like half ten it won't be so bad if I sing live, will it
2: Well, so it depends late. on what your definition mm-hmm. of bad is.
16: Well, I usually do do it about that. time.
2: My uvula is still yeah. um swollen
16: yeah. uh, any chances are you going to do any more t v Programs or TV shows like I'm a Celebrity, get me out of here.
2: Yeah, they've asked me to do it again this year, okay. and I'm considering it. Yeah.
16: Right, could you get me in it? <laughs> get me in. Yeah, <laughs> sure,
2: definitely, man. I'm. They'd, they'd love to have you on there.
16: Could you put a word in? I'd love to do it because I've not got mum to worry about now. Would
2: you? Could you eat a spider? Yes. Could you put a snake up your bum? But have you done those things?
16: All yeah. those things.
2: Yeah, yeah, I did all those things. But you
16: didn't like it though, did you? Half the time, I loved it.
2: At time of my life, <laughs> of my one,
16: You did the most talking on the television because <laughs> you was on the box all the time.
2: Oh, exactly, I knew how to. I knew how to work it, so I'd get a lot of screen time.
16: Because <laughs> he was, he was talking with Deck more than the other people. Yeah,
2: because I, I knew, I knew, I know how TV works, and I yeah. know what you got to well, do to get them. You're on.
16: used to being on TV before, yeah, exactly. exactly, But the other people are not. Around. No,
2: they're idiots. I hated every well, single actors, one of them. I wish they'd all act, die. Yeah,
16: you know, actors are not used to talking about their
2: script. No, exactly. And you neither are thick spirit. sports people, like thick boxers mm. and thick football men and thick Hollyoak mm. actors. I wish I would hate them all
16: because they, a lot of them are no good without the
2: actual All exactly. right, all right, Nigel. Thanks but, for your call, man. Yeah, God bless you. Again. Thank thanks. you. Take care. Tutty bye. Oh by three four 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 nine nine one thousand. I, I messaged um, Shappy today for the first time in ages. I might go to Shappy next week for a coffee. Just checking in, see how she's doing. Um, this is the Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. Mondays are Fridays. We're here till one, and then it's uh, we Thursday. It's Paul Ross, isn't it? Thursday yeah. night, Friday morning, Paul Ross at one. His last one for the week. Dion, stay there! Coming to you after this, man.
0: The radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee
2: on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. It was disgusting. Telling Catherine about an intimate thing that happened in the jungle. It was I'd never smelt anything so rotten in my life. Um the build up around the uh, Okay, the, yes uh, so around the helmet. Uh, oh, let's God. go oh. let's go to Dion.
1: Good evening. Good evening, Dion. Yeah, what did you eat in the jungle then?
2: Um
3: Pig's vagina.
2: Uh, yeah, I did eat a pig's vagina. I don't know, how the worst
1: thing over it was a badger.
3: Oh, back to you.
2: Did you eat his vagina?
1: I don't know. I just threw it on a fire killer the fleas.
2: Did you eat a flea's vagina? <laughs> I don't. should have mentioned that to the cunny people. Man, I
1: would, uh... I don't know. It was roadkill. That's all.
2: OK.
6: Yeah.
2: Um, yeah. I, well, you, I wouldn't eat a badger because they've all got tuberculosis. That's why I threw it on a fire. Well, the, the fires don't kill tuberculosis, man. Are you nuts? Well, I don't
1: know, but it was cooked anyway. But I tell you, I wouldn't eat. Have... Don't eat eat one, because they're not very nice.
2: I don't think you ever ate a badger. I think you're making it up. Well, there you go. What did the badger taste like?
1: Um... I don't know.
2: How did you catch the badger?
1: I told you I didn't catch it, it was roadkill.
2: Where did you find the badger?
1: Just outside the greb.
2: How did you start the fire?
1: I don't know. What, do you want a song about
2: it? I would like a straight answer. You, you didn't kill... You didn't find a roadkill badger and eat it. Come oh. on, man. Now's a, now this could be a pivotal moment in both our lives. Come on! Well, I did. You yeah. didn't!
1: Okay, then. stand not you...
2: I, I, come on, man. Come on. I, I Dion, this can, be a, this can be a great moment. You did not find a roadkill badger outside Zagreb and then throw it on the fire to get rid of its TB and its fleas and then eat it. That did not I happen.
1: I didn't say its TB. It's just burn its fur off.
2: You said to get rid of its fleas and to get rid of its TB. Well, no. No, I didn't. Yes, you, you did. Yeah, and I, you said and that's why you did it. No. Yes.
1: Throw threw it on there. To get rid of its fleas,
2: you said to get rid of its fleas. Yeah, right. And then I no, and then I said it had TB, and you said, yeah, that's why I threw it on the fire. No, I can don't make me get the, don't make me Sam start finding the clip. I, I can play the I, clip. Hey, how, how would
1: you know it had TB?
2: Because all badgers have got TB. Who says? The government. That's why they cull them.
1: I thought you might have been talking to Brian May or something.
2: No. Here's the thing. I wonder... It's, it's one of several things are going on. Don't worry about it, son. Don't worry about it. One of several things is going on, right? One of three things. I can see three possibilities. One, you actually did find uh, a roadkill badger outside of Zagreb, and you cooked it uh, and you ate it. Two, you didn't find a roadkill badger outside of Zagreb, and you didn't cook it and you didn't eat it, but you genuinely believe that you did... Or three, and this is the one I think that you and I both know this whole story is bullshit. Up to you. And I just wonder why, man, on a show that is based on honest and we've been talking for years, Dion, and I've okay. got a lot of time and I've got a lot of respect for you, a lot of respect for you. Mm. But um, you know, I I share such honest, intimate details on this show, and I would I really I really hope that my listeners and callers feel that they can also share honest, intimate details and admit when perhaps... I I, I can admit when I've been wrong and I can admit when I've told a lie or got... I can admit when I've been mistaken about things and I can correct that and I can can apologise. And all I'm saying to you, brother, is if you told me the truth, I would respect you even more than I do now and that's saying something because I've got a lot of respect for you now.
1: Well, what do you want me to do? Tell you lies.
2: I think that's what you've been doing for the last 15 years.
1: of my 15 years. All right, 13 years. Well, whenever, when you was on another radio.
2: Exactly, whenever. I think I... I know you're not telling me the truth and... I just, and I'm really... Cu- I'm not curious as to why, actually. I'm not bothered about why. I'm just... I would love... I would love to hear the truth. Because I think you'd feel... I think you would feel better if you were able to put down that massive boulder of fiction that you've created and just put it down and you'd feel better, you'd feel lighter, you'd feel more relaxed if you if, if you just... Honest with me, and this is a real place, Dion, where honesty is rewarded and applauded.
1: Well, I do know honesty is the best policy. Yeah. Okay, then I don't know what to
2: say. Did did you find a roadkill badger outside of Zagreb and cook it and eat it? Yeah, I did. Okay.
1: But what did you do with your 12 million dollars? Sorry? Well, after you did all your stuff, you're... I just looked, looked you up at work because I heard you for a bit. Yeah. And it said that you you got $12 million.
2: Remind me what the $12 million was for. I don't know. I'm asking you. Well, where did you... Well, hang on a minute. You, you're you the one that read that I got $12 million. What did I get that for? I don't
1: know. Maybe they'll say you bought... You said you've got a farm.
2: Right, here's the thing. All right, I don't have a farm. I've bought a nice cottage uh, just outside Aylesbury. It's not a farm, and it's I haven't got $12 million. Area. There we go. There we go.
1: nice area. Yeah,
2: well, it's a nice area. There we go. I've been, I, I don't know where you got the $12 million. Maybe that was another gag I put out, but I, I don't think it was. I don't remember it.
1: It's not here. It's online.
2: Okay. Well, well, I've just corrected those two things... And one of you saying the farm thing's not true. That's a big thing, man. That's a big thing because I like that it's
1: little nice. story. Aylesbury is a very
2: nice area. Ah, well, I, I live, I live, I live, I live near it. Let's just say. Yeah,
1: but it is a nice
2: area. Okay, like. but but do you not see, do you not see what I'm doing, Dion? I am I am confessing to you that I've made, I, I've I've told some untruths, on the okay. radio.
1: I, I've never heard you say one.
2: Right, well, I'm confessing to you that I've said some untruths on the radio. Can we do a a, a, a quid pro quo deal here where you you confess to something that you might have exaggerated at some point no during re- the call? I'm
1: just a retired last year, and that's it.
2: You're a retired
1: lanchère. Yeah.
2: Lanchère, what's that? Lancier. Yeah. Lancier. Yeah. Lancier. Yeah. Lancier.
1: No, no,
2: Lance, Lance, Lance was, was, was uh,
1: special uh, ops.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Twenty seventeen.
2: Yeah, special ops.
1: I retired,
2: and that was it. You, but you were special ops. I
1: didn't say I was special ops.
2: Well, us what I'm trying to establish, Dion. I'm asking: Is that what you think you were? No, I just. I my job and I was well, there. I don't know what your job... I don't know what you're telling me your job was.
1: i am told you.
2: Well, tell me again. I don't know what a is. I
1: just sat by in the boat and watching.
2: Because in the past, you've told me you've killed people in China. No, I didn't. Yes, you, you did. Didn't. No, 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 no. I, no. No, no, no. I would not... No. I, De- De- Dion, I remember you specifically telling me when I was on LBC that you would, you would have to ass- go and assassinate someone in China.
1: No, you mentioned that uh, a few weeks ago. Yeah, because I, I would when China I, I, and Hungary. Yeah, I've never been to China. Well, either.
2: then, then, I, then, then, then Dion, everything you've told me is bullshit because I specifically remember that. Hey, Paul, come in. I specifically remember that, and there will be people listening who will be able. You you're going somewhere, Paul? You got your coat on? I spec. Oh, I see. I specifically remember you saying that, and there will be people that will be able to track down the audio. Go
1: on, and I'll listen then.
2: Just tell me the truth, man.
1: Well, I've never been to China. I've never been to
2: Hungary. OK, well, then that proves to me that everything you said to me is a lie, because I remember you saying that. All right, man, let's got to go, because Paul Ross is in, and uh, he, he has been to China. You've been to China, haven't you, Paul? I have,
12: yeah. One of my daughters talked there. Both of them went there for a year because they did Mandarin, so there was oh, proper release. wow. And I went over there a couple of times, yeah. Wonderful, amazing, huge country. It's great.
2: I only went very... Broad. I went to Hong Kong for a bit, and we flew over to um, Beijing... For like three or four days, and yeah. it was uh, it was scary. It was wonderful. It was thrilling. Daughter Number it.
12: Three was teaching up in the
2: Sichuan province, which is up
12: in the north. Yeah, the and I went out there for two weeks. But it's like going. You know, because it's so vast. Yeah. You know, you get. I've been to Beijing very briefly, like you, only for four or five days filming years ago, just after Tiananmen Square, in fact, years and years ago. But then you go to other parts of the country, and it's just astonishing.
2: Tiananmen Square was boarded up when we were there because they were doing it, and we got spoken to. I was with this guy, James Bobin, tall blonde lad, and I was tall, and we got. I mean, you were tall. Well, well, well you I'm stop shrinking. being tall? <laughs> but we got, we got questioned by someone who we thought he was like an old Chinese guy trying to, you know, chat us up. But then looking back, we're thinking, no, he was obviously the government yeah. and was asking us, he was going, oh, so his English was incredible... And we're going, he's going, so whereabouts are you from? You're London. or what do you do in London? And it was really weird. And you both sleep with your feet in grow bags. Yeah.
12: Um, hello, Paul Ross. Hello. Nice to see you. What have you got for us? Something strange happened to me today. Oh, I've been God. looking forward to an item we're doing on the show tonight about passenger pigeons for some time. Oh what? They're a bit of an obsession of mine. When the first day European settlers went to the United States of America, passenger yeah. pigeons, flocks of them, would take three days to pass overhead. Yeah. They once... Estimated a nesting site in Wisconsin in 1871, 136 million of them over 850 square miles. Wow. The noise was described as being like a thousand threshing machines passing overhead. Oh. September the 1st, 1941, yeah. the very last one, named Martha, yeah. in Cincinnati Zoo, became extinct. They disappeared in that short time. Every single passenger pigeon. If you look them up, it's an astonishing story. Wow. Destruction of habitat, hunting, they're a bit stupid on the ground, but there were billions of them. Yeah. Now there's a scheme to revive them. And I've been after this academic for some time Though He's an American, he's on tonight, it's going to involve gene transfer and stuff. I've come in tonight and I've been sent an envelope with a PR product in it. Yeah. No note in it. Here it is. <laughs> Whoa! What? It's a kind of flock-covered pink penguin. It's got a poor old P- stick pigeon, up his jacks yeah. a pigeon. Look in there. I don't know what you're meant to do with it. It's for something called Beaker You've just pulled a you've just pulled a, like a dagger out yeah. of its bum, and, there, and there, it's, I think you are meant to put it in the ground or hang it or do something with it. But what a weird bit of pre-Halloween synchronicity! I'm chasing a story about passenger pigeons on tonight, and that's turned up with no letter, no PR note. That is weird, isn't it? Is, what is, what, what is a great business we're in. It's so my. Have it as another housewarming present. I don't want your. <laughs> I don't want that. Is it meant to be in the garden to scare away? I don't know. I've parents? got to Google what that is. Beakaboo, folks. Man. Let's hope it's nothing unpleasant. But it's a pretty. It's not a bad replica of a pigeon, is it? But it's just so weird. And how? I mean, I don't know where
2: that's meant to go. It was. It was oh. in that aperture. It's um. Well, it, it says Wingman app. That's a. It's a dating app. Oh. Why is it a Oh, passenger messages? I suppose. May, maybe pigeons. I will. Maybe I will take it. Twenty <laughs> first century matchmaking. Play cute. Q- ah play cupid for your single friend and become the ultimate matchmaker see someone you like make the introduction so it's like um my uh, single friend it's like was well, like tinder but for your mate, so you go, uh, she wouldn't know, oh, she won't Oh, she'll like this. Oh, bloke. this is
12: open to all kinds of abuse. Oh, God, so you're yeah. going to pick
2: horrible people, aren't you, for a laugh <laughs> to set them up on blind dates? Isn't that this says asking so you? much about you, Ian. I thought that was the old you. <laughs> I thought you were over that. No, <laughs> very, very much the, the current. Uh, the Isn't current this asking me.
3: for someone to pick someone who they're going to fancy and go off with in the end?
2: If you're oh, a you're, mate... oh, yes, you you're right, that that's what it will be. Well, I
12: he's... like the look of him, and I can be the kind of, the, you know, the, the, the fullback person. Oh, yeah. Yeah. you're right,
2: that's weird, you've got the pigeon kind. Yeah, today, literally, pigeon. this turned up,
12: and we've been chasing this story for a while. Wow. I wanted to do it on September the 1st, the anniversary yeah. of poor old Martha. Quite literally falling off the perch. Yes. Didn't happen. Then we got it on tonight. Brilliant. That and the usual old Tosh and a bit of a guide to the Weekend Heads TV, of course. And Mike Ward joins us. He's great fun every hey, Friday morning.
2: For the first time in a while, I've got nothing this weekend. What should I be. What, what is there on TV? Give me one thing. Uh, there's actually not a lot, to be honest. There's <laughs> Strictly Come Dancing <laughs> and there's X
12: Factor. Oh, Doctor Who's back on. And. Oh, a bit, oh I'm not seeing the papers yet, but BBC4 always great on a Friday night. Isn't okay. it late? Because yeah. it's always the music night. Well, so. I don't
2: know. We're working on Friday yeah. nights. I know you get Friday
12: night off. The <sighs> we... well, last one of the week. The weekend's so... Right. See him, me Beautiful. and Kathy McGowan. All right. All right. Uh, All right. I've All right. suffered enough. Is Kathy McGowan still around? She's still living with Michael Ball. They're an item. Have been for some time. Decades. Yeah. Are they really? Absolutely. Like, Michael Ball the singer? Yes. No, Michael Ball, the painter and decorator. What do you think? I'm being a bit spiky. So, yeah, Michael, they've been together for 20 years, I think, him and Kathy McGowan. Serenaded by, of course, the brilliant Billy Idol in the Generation X song, Ready, Steady, Go. I'm not in love with Bobby Dillon, I'm not over with the Stones, I'm not in love with the Beatles, because I'm in love with Kathy McGowan.
2: Let's talk in about 12 seconds' time. Paul Ross will be up next. <laughs> we'll be back uh, tonight at 10 o'clock. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you to Cunny. Thank you. To, you missed it. Uh, <laughs> stay tuned. Paul Ross is coming up next.